fucking hibiscus drink. <laughs> we just, we just relax. But yes, the pump. Understood. So I'm like, all right. But then that was the other thing I thought of. I was like, it probably just me. You just get real small. Like you gotta. I was like, but then I was thinking, so the fuck what? Specifically broccoli? Is it like something green being there is like really the thing? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. You, but that's good because I, I guess that means that you eat greens. I mean, yeah. That's a good way also, of looking at it. Nobody ever tells you, ever, when you have some shit in your teeth. How do you feel? It's disrespectful. You think it's disrespectful it's to like, not tell yes. someone? Like you're just going to let me keep walking around do, and it, embarrassing myself? Does it matter to you the level of relationship you have with that person? Or it, you're just... Okay, if a you stranger just, did it, I think it would be... I'd. But you're around strangers. I'd be a little bit surprised. Okay. Like if I didn't know the... I was at the grocery store. And I just like smiled at somebody, and they're like, "Oh, hey, you have something in your teeth." I'd be like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> would, well, yeah, but if course. it was like somebody that I knew by first name, and they were like, "Hey, you have something in your teeth," I'd be like, "Oh my god, thank you so much," and I'd go handle it. But you still wouldn't do that if someone, like, what's the difference if like some dude at the fucking bakery aisle was like, "Hey," like you smiled at him, you guys had a quick little conversation about some granola or something you were picking up. I probably I would be more astonished that. They said something. Oh, like you'd be taken aback, like with warmth, like oh shit, like you said, like you looked out for me, like in that sort then, of sense. Then, then, then I would still handle it the same way. I'd probably just still be I, grateful. I get it, man. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, I've been that person quite a bit that like doesn't tell you. Because I'm like, I don't know why people are like that though. Because because I have been like at the gym, I'll go hours. I will have seen six clients mm. and I'll go into the bathroom and be like, when the fuck was someone going to tell me? That there's a whole jelly stain on the corner of my mouth. Yeah. So so you've always, wait a minute. So this means, I would hope, or else you're a hypocrite to a large degree, that you tell people when they have some shit in their mouth or when they have some crust like in their eye or some drools left over from last night if on the side. Like, if it's like eye crusties, no, I will never say anything because I don't really think it's a big deal. Like to uh, me, I'm like, that's not, see? that's not a thing that I'm like, oh, I don't think that looks sloppy. But like, yeah, if you got like dried dr- spittle on <laughs> By the I'd way. I'd be like, hey, you know, a little something. You might want to... <laughs> You, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm doing that. Really? Oh my gosh! I know because there's some. I don't know if it's like a nurturing, of, like I want to groom you kind of thing. Because sometimes if somebody's got like a little fuzzy in their hair or something, I'm like, hey, I gotta get this. You have a little. I think a fuzzy out of the hair is different. Is very different. Wow. Yeah. Why? I. Uh... A fuzzy in the hair is something that you could have just really got caught slipping and it happened to you. Like something was just a fucking piece of cotton was flying through the air and just went in your hair. It's not a big deal. The fact that you don't know that there's a jelly stain on the corner of your mouth or there's fucking drool, dried up drool or your your eye boogies or whatever the fuck it is that people someone could say to you. Sometimes there are things that 
you know the person knows you can't say anything about. Okay, so this was this was an interesting thing. Um, I have been a part of a company, and I thought that this was very very weird at first. Telling someone to take off a certain amount of makeup at a in a work environment is interesting, right? Like you have too much fucking makeup. Like you look crazy. But what's even crazier than that is telling someone they need to put on makeup, right? And so well, I go mean, for yeah. it. Go, go, because you know, because what are you saying if you're saying you need to put it's makeup so on? Interesting. Because all right, like. Pre-COVID, it was very, very rare that I would have ever worn makeup to teach yoga. And then during the midst of 2020, when we started doing live streams or recording on-demand classes and things like that, the camera on your face, like wearing makeup, there, there are so many different aspects of wearing makeup when you're on camera, being making your eyes pop so that way people... Like they can like look at you and they feel like they can connect to you better. There's like all these things that like now, or if it's a really like high resolution camera and they can see like every blemish on your face. And like, so I, I never took makeup so seriously, like until that time. And I was like, okay, this is, this is now necessary if I'm like on camera all the time. Um, But now it's very, very rare that I will do like a full face of makeup. Very rare. Did, um, w- w- <clears throat> these tactics you're talking about, like having people attracted to your eyeballs, is that something you looked up? Someone told no, you? No, no, this is something I learned from from the the owner and from I had other mentors who had previously filmed content for online, and so they had been doing this for years. Mm. And they're like, these are things that I've learned, or these are things that they've they've studied, and then they're translating to me. Um, so these are all things that I picked up. From other people. Damn, like what do like, straight guys do to bring attention to their eyes? You know what I Pro- mean? Like, like, could also probably wear makeup, use, to be like honest. A bit like, of makeup, yeah. yeah. I get, yeah, you're right. I guess, like, newscasters and all that still do, like, they go to the makeup yeah. chair. It's just, it just looks different. Yeah, Absolutely. They're, just, they're just not putting the, they're not doing like lipstick the eyeliner and, the, all, and yeah. the eyeshadow and all that stuff. But sort if of you, stuff. like, literally look, like a dead person yeah. on camera. Like, that's not. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, sometimes it's not even your, like your fault. Sometimes like the light, like the hue of the light, the way it hits your face. It's like, OK, we need to do something. <laughs> and the reason I brought that up is because I, w- I will see sometimes people with makeup on and they put the makeup on their face. Right. Like they sat in front of a mirror and they put it on and then they came into work. And I'll see sometimes where. I think this may be a tactic of making your lips fuller, but like putting the lipstick where your lips aren't, right? Oh. So you like put them on your lips, but then you also put them like in the, in the surrounding areas. That's really, really wild. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Listen, th- there's probably a lot. There, No, let me, there is a lot that I don't know about makeup. Right. Like I would... I very, very recently I understood like when you're doing like eyeshadow, doing it like going higher above the lid to make your eyes look like bigger if mm. you have like small eyes. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I could just say it's so crazy. Like the kind of things that they do to like if you really, have small eyes. I have very thin lips. So right. like if somebody were like, oh yeah, you need to do lipstick, 
not on your lips to make it look like you have fuller lips. That's yeah. crazy. Like, I well, didn't. Well, I mean, that's the whole. Yeah, that's the whole kind of game. I mean, it, it's literally called makeup. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. So there's a lot of made up shit out there. It's interesting. But yeah, no, I would never tell that person, hey, you missed your whole lip with that <laughs> lipstick. You should really uh, take that shit off of like your under nose area. I was really genuinely curious what was going on. We were watching um, this channel for a long time. We were getting into Bradley's been into Magic the Gathering for a really long time. But when I was trying to learn a little mm. bit more of the game, we were watching a channel that's very, very popular on YouTube. And they're playing and they're going through and they do a really good job of explaining like what this card does when I'm doing this and how it interacts with the other people. So it really, really helped when I was getting down uh, a lot of the mechanics of the game. But there was one girl that was on there. It was always my favorite. And I thought she was she had such a fun personality. Um, she was very attractive. So I'm like this already i'm like i understand why everybody would want to watch the show if she's on it because she's super super great Ooh. oh we didn't toast salute do you a, you made some tink? you made some little watch what's this stuff on the top that i'm this purple dust that i'm drinking was it <laughs> this little fucking fairy dust that you've put up here that looks like it also could be toxic if grind <laughs> if, if grinded the <laughs> way. so this is Equal parts salt, sugar, and ground up hibiscus leaves. Mm. Okay. That's awesome. That was a great drink. I am so glad you like it. I think yeah. it's crazy refreshing. I love it. But that. please continue on about Magic the Gathering. So <clears throat> there was one episode that we watched, and, and I had seen several episodes at this point in time with this girl on it. And she's really good at doing her makeup. I've seen her with little to no makeup, and I've seen her with very, very dramatic makeup. There was one episode where she came on. I had no idea who she was. Because makeup covered like three quarters of her face. Like mm. I could not. When I realized who it was, I had to pause it and look at Bradley. And I'm like, what happened? Like she was completely unidentifiable. Mm -hmm. To the point where I was concerned. I'm like, did she get like punched in the face? And she needed to like mm. cover everything up? Like right. it was so, it was literally like a mask. Yeah. And that really kind of blew. So when you said being told to take off makeup. I'm like, that really kind of blew my mind. Because mm -hmm. I had never seen somebody was like, I ha I didn't even know who you were. Like, <laughs> a genuine, I've never seen this person before in my life. Like, yeah. that's how, that's how dramatic it was. Yeah, I mean, and that's always been my thing <clears throat> on the other end of the spectrum. Someone that doesn't wear any makeup at all, uh, but is going to date a large group of people that a lot of times wear makeup being women. Uh, and it was like, what is my level of participation in your makeup wearing? Because I don't want a ton of participation because I don't wear makeup. So I, I don't want to really have to participate with it. And so when I would <laughs> when I would have to wear makeup because now you wear makeup, because anytime our faces touch, now I have a full face of makeup on. <laughs> Or, or or even, you know what I mean? And and then let's get back into the not telling people shit because then you'll, you'll kiss someone. They don't even tell you they got a bunch of makeup on. You pull away. Now I got makeup on. And they're the type of person that don't tell you because. Oh, that's not fair. Because, like well, they're trying to, <laughs> no pun intended, save face, right? Because <laughs> they, I swear to God, that just came. That was just a gift from the gods. They're trying to save face because they know they just put this shit on you. They are now 
they would have to be implicitly saying, yeah, all this shit on my face is not real. And not only is it not real, but you're wearing it now. If you're dating this person, though. Oh, dating. Like to- Hold on. Wait, what's dating mean? Hold on a second. Because I think you may have took this shit way too far. Okay. Because I never dated them because a large part of there's a non-negotiable there. And a lot of it is how much makeup are we talking and what is my level of participation? And so a lot of times heavy, heavy makeup, like I, I can't I can't bring myself to be there. That's interesting. Your makeup is going to be on my shirt a lot of the time. I'm going to have to get makeup out of my shirts, out of my sweaters, and off of my face if I want to be affectionate with you. And so if we're out and about and I like to be affectionate, then I'm going to have to, okay, unless you so, got yeah. like some super top-notch shit that doesn't come off of your face, which I have not. There, there are a lot of, like there are brands out there that are like that. Oh, Even yes, so, I like if ran. I put anything on my lips, like, I a thousand percent like I'm not worried about literally anything else because hmm. I'm like nothing else. I'm like it's, it's I don't put on so so much that I'm like I'll now take, this is gonna get everywhere. I'll take some lip stuff. But that's the thing is if I like put on something on my lips and then I kiss Bradley immediately, I'm like hey. I'll take a look. No, you're gonna have some. That's okay. Shimmery, luscious lips. I'll take now. that. Like <laughs> no 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 yeah okay. See now we're also getting into the the crevices of this thing because clearly automatically now off of the back end of what I just said, I'm also like. But if you, it's a little different when you kiss me for some reason. Like if you have like a little bit of red or some glitter or some shit like that, for some reason that doesn't bother me. Like if that's all, if that got on my lips, that doesn't really bother me. I think it's when there are just like patches of a different tone than what my natural hue is on my skin. Yeah. Or something like that. If it's a white chick, now I got white skin on that's, my. Now it's just like I look. I and just the powdered what myself. I was saying is like if you're gonna go out with this person like if if i were put in that position i like had like a completely full face of makeup and i was concerned about my makeup rubbing off on any other surface like i would tell like if i'm hanging out with bradley and we're going out i'd be like i he would know i would make sure that he knew that i put on all this makeup but now the situation that you're implying is almost like you're going out with somebody that you don't know yeah and they don't want you to know you have to understand that that most of my life has been going out with someone I don't know. Like that was that was it was like eight years running. Like that's what I was doing. So yeah, you would hang out. My brother sent me a photo one time. And <laughs> it was so funny. He had come home from a date, and he took a picture. I think. I, I, I want to say, it, oh, and the way he told it was so funny. I think he either went home or he was in the bathroom whilst on the date still and looked in the fucking mirror to wash his hands in his whole, and he mostly dates white women. So it was definitely a white woman and his whole face was white. I guess they were like really like their faces were really mashed up in his whole face was powdered white in and then they split. Like, I think she went to her car and left. And then he just, I think, went back inside to go to the bathroom or something like that and saw his face like that. It was just like, what the fuck? So you have to understand, if you wanted, if he wanted to continue to date that woman, that never... then he would have to think about his level of participation with makeup. Like, that would have to be something he has to either reconcile with in his mind if he really liked the woman or he would have to have a conversation with her and be like, 
can we get you a higher brand, like a higher quality makeup where maybe this doesn't happen? This or, is all completely <laughs> realistic and I just never considered it. You never considered it. Never considered Because it. why would you? Um, it's real shit. I'm intrigued. Yeah. That's real shit. But no, I'm not telling people about tea. Yeah, I don't... The whole telling people about what's going on with their face, it's a weird thing. But even weirder than that is, again, telling women that they have to put on makeup at a job. And I just thought that that was very, very interesting. Like, no, we're going to need you at the very least to put on some blush, to put on some foundation, to put on fucking mascara, I think. It's something like that. Maybe a lip... It's like, what the fuck? That's, That's really, really intriguing. I didn't... Yeah. The only thing that now, I've heard is like in workplaces before, like um, working around food or being mm. like when I was a bartender, like they expected like you would either have clean nails yeah. or like if your polish was on, like it was very good looking polish. Like if it was like chipping or old or whatever, like you yeah. couldn't have that. Like that yeah, wasn't no. acceptable. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's food guidelines. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have shit chipping into people's food. So, so, I mean, like that makes lots of sense. But I'm like, I haven't heard well, well it, it's you... akin to something you were talking about, which is you feel more, yeah, professional when putting the stuff on your face. Yeah. I find that to be interesting, but I've also, I find everything in this world to be interesting, right? So, like, the fact that women still don't walk around the streets with, like, topless is so funny to me. It's so fat because it's literally no different than me walking like it's the same thing like you just have boobs and i don't but it's no different yes. but like we're in a society where women don't walk around with their shirts off and it's like a weird thing it's like why not you know so so weird stuff that you feel like you put on makeup and it makes you feel more presentable it's like you're a fucking yoga instructor like go work out. Like I said, when I go in the gym and I see women with like full faces, I'm like, fuck. A lot of times they're recording themselves. Yo, a lot that, of the time. I'm not saying all the time, but they're at definitely least like the coaches that I follow online that record themselves, um, like instructional videos or whatever. They're recording their workout and they're streaming it online. Like they're like, here's my gym routine, and they like lay out their mm. clothes, they do their hair, they yeah. do a full face of makeup, and then they go. And I'm like, <clears throat> I just got hip to a pump cover. A couple weeks ago, have you heard of this term? I'm kind of, I'm kind of annoyed that we call it a pump cover. Okay, why? Because it's a fucking t-shirt. Okay, all right. Like all I right. don't understand. Like, well, well, first of all, I'm just, I don't. Okay, so I don't know shit about shit. So let's start there. Okay, for years now, I've been hearing people talk about a pump, and I'm gonna be so I'd have known what the fuck they've been talking about this whole time. Really? That, Nope. They've just been like, oh, yeah, I got a good pump the other day. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I don't know for sure. In all of the time that you've been exercising. I didn't know if it just meant that, like, you pumped some iron, no. like you okay. got a good so, exercise. Right. Let, me, let me see if I can explain, because I remember the first time that I ever felt a pump. Okay. I had taken pre-workout, and okay. I think that the beta alanine helps to, like... Oh, shit. Beta alanine. Which is in... It's like the, the ingredient in a lot of pre-works that make, makes people feel itchy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And it's, like, to promote blood flow. And so, I think that it was mm. because of that that I felt significantly different, like a normal workout. Um, But, like, if you were ever doing bicep curls, 
and it got to the point in your workout where you felt like your biceps were swollen. Yes. That's the pump. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That's when you feel swole. Okay. All right. You getting real <laughs> relaxed. Just, okay. We're not in the middle of a workout right now. Okay. <laughs> just calm down. Just trying to get you like, to There's no weights around here. <laughs> we're, we're just relaxing. Okay. Over a fucking hibiscus drink. All right. <laughs> We're just, we're just relax. But yes, the pump understood. So I'm like, all right. But then that was the other thing I thought it was. I was like, they probably just mean when you just get real small, like you gotta, I was like, but then I was thinking, so the fuck what? <laughs> <laughs> like once, once I kind of like, once my mind sort of reckoned with, maybe they just mean that they're like, they got a lot of butt, like blood pump in a specific area in the, like they got swole, like, because that's what happens when you work out. Like maybe that's what they're talking about. But then I was like, so the fuck you, you're working out. Like you, you got, you did something that happens when you work out. Well, like this, you got a pump. <laughs> like what the fuck? I don't, I was like, what? so then I was like, wait, this is some, some real bro shit. Like this is like you talking about your pump is kind of a dickhead thing now. If that's what I'm assuming, if, if that's what I'm learning, this is I got a real good pump. I got a real good pump in my biceps. Like it's like, oh, so you got a really good twenty minutes where you're going to be able to take some nice photo. Because what else are you? I mean, unless once that thing happens, there is like a very beneficial increase of, of something that maybe I don't know about. Like if like you're gaining wild muscle mass, if the, the pump is larger, I, I don't know if this is like a. A, like a real scientifically qualified type of benefit or something. There's a lot of like, I mean, certain types, methods of training that I have not experimented with. Like there are people that will do like restricted blood flow sort of training, Ooh. like putting like an <gasps> actual band around. Like a tourniquet? But so that way, like it, it kind of. Oh, so you, you just pump it up more. Yeah. You you constrict it. So you, what you're saying is cutting off blood circulation. So that it's like it's just. So it just pumps. I don't really. To be. That sounds very honest, showy to I, me. Yeah. I think uh, that that's the only benefit. Benefit is like. But you I just don't get know. I haven't done it. So I haven't done as much research into doing that. But I have seen people doing that. Until so I come I across think, better information, that seems pretty. Like gaudy. I don't think that having a pump is synonymous with muscle growth. Like I think that you can have a really good workout and not feel like you got a pump or feel like you sweated and you can still be building muscle. Right. I've done that plenty of times, but I think that there are a lot of people that know like, oh, if they feel like they get a really, really good quad pump, they're like, maybe... They're like, I was really focusing on isolating this muscle group today and I really wanted to build this thing. So like when they get a pump, they're like, tremendous, uh -huh. I have achieved. Like it's, it's an indicator. I am, yes. Because I think there are a lot of people that have a really, really mm. hard time creating that mind-muscle connection. Okay. And so if you feel like you got a pump, you're like, oh, dang, like I can really feel this muscle that I've been working. And I think that that builds confidence for a lot of people is I meet so many people that are coming in that have been working out for a long time. They're like, yeah, I can't really feel my lats. And I'm like, 
I, when I first started working out, I had a hard time finding my lats and like I trained chest for like three months before I ever felt my pecs instead Mm. of just my shoulder. So, I mean, it does take time to build that. So I understand the Mm. appeal to chasing the pump, so to speak. Yeah, see. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like the the language is. The appeal to to chase, listen to the conversations we're having these days. I know. The appeal to chasing the pump. And this is what I was going to say is it seems a little addictive. Like it seems like a little, when I say bro, like it seems like, yeah, I need that pump. Like I need the the fucking pump and it becomes a part of working out that that becomes like this weird thing as opposed to just like staying healthy and exercising like it becomes this other thing well a lot of oh um i don't know if i want to say like most but a lot of people work out purely for aesthetics yeah right i just want to look good right and i don't really care what i gotta do to get there so the pump cover so 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 i had a friend uh, shout out to her. She's amazing. She uh, <laughs> she went to the gym with her sister. And I guess like they both went in with like hoodies or T-shirts or something like that. And they started exercising. And her, and her sister went in, again, full f- like face of makeup, hair done. And she's like, oh, yeah, it takes her like she's going out clubbing like to go to the gym. Like it'll easily take like an hour over to like get ready to go to the gym. I'm like, Fuck. That's crazy. That's so crazy to me. Because what it takes for me to go to the gym is just to make sure that I have underwear on and like the right shoes. And then I'm out of the door, right? Headphones. (laughs) So they go out and they're working out. And I think my friend gets hot and wants to take her shirt off. And then her sister's like, no, 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 no. It's, It's too early. And... She was like me in the sense where she was like didn't know what the fuck her sister was talking about. She's like, what are you talking about? And then she came to me with the story afterwards and still didn't know what the fuck her sister was talking about. And then it clicked. Like when she said pump cover, I'm like, oh, it's all coming together now. The pump is definitely this thing of pumping up your muscles with blood flow and possibly constricting blood flow to certain places to make it even pump even more, like fucking SpongeBob with the anchor arm. <laughs> like when he was doing that shit. And then the pump cover is like once you've it's let it, once, once the, the flower has risen, once you've let it baked a bit, <laughs> then you take it off. And it's this big show. And it's this big reveal. Yes. And so every fucking time now, once she told me that, and like every time I've been in the gym and I've seen a chick with like a large t-shirt or a sweater and she's been working out for a while and then she takes it off and her body's insane. You're like, oh, now I'm like, oh, this was the big reveal. This is the moment where you're supposed to look at that person and say, wow, how humble is this person to have a body like that, but to not even flaunt it. To just have it hidden underneath a huge sweater or oversized t-shirt, but then just get hot. And now we're just blessed because they just happen to have gotten hot enough I think to you, take this off. I think that you hit the nail on the head there, Earl. I really think that you, got, you figured it out. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's what that thing has been this whole time. Oh, my God. My fucking mind exploded. Well, now I also feel kind of bad because like, if you do know that and you get it, 
and you understand what it is that's happening. Now it's like I feel like a normal fucking person that is real fit can't just take off their shirt or their sweater shirt when they're hot without feeling like they're they showing ruin off. ruin it for everyone. And that's what I kind of... But then again, you just I mean, kind of got to... I prefer, like, when I'm... One, like, when I'm working out, I prefer as little clothing as possible just because, like, I don't like to feel restricted by anything. Yeah. And so, like, I don't love sleeves. I've gotten really picky about leggings, so I want to make sure, like, I have all the range and they're not slipping. I got to pull them see up. See that or... pen again? Yeah. That thing sitting off to the... Oh, shit. I it's fine. <laughs> Whatever's necessary to get that pen to me. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't feel like to feel restricted. So anyways, so that's that's a personal preference just because of, of comfortability. Okay, I'm bad. So. I just feel kind of bad for the people that would end up feeling uncomfortable or guilty or like they're showing off or like everybody has to stare at them now because they just want to take their shirt off for comfortability purposes versus fuck that man listen like, i think it's I'm just a, it's just all like, a part of the game you do. it's all a part of the game the thing is if you do something and it happens to align with what other people do and the onlooker the occasional onlooker can't tell the difference between what it is you do in what these other people are doing that are, by the way, feigning to be the type of person you are, which is just someone with a hot bod that just happened to have taken their fucking shirt off, right? That person's trying to look like you. So if the onlooker can't spot that you are you and they are them, then you don't even need to be interacting with that specific, that particular onlooker because they they, they don't, they're blind. So there's no point in even... Fuck what they think is what I'm saying. And very much like do do what yeah do yeah makes you feel comfortable. Also understand though because I am very much aware like if I go to the gym and I'm wearing very limited clothing, I understand that maybe some people are gonna look at me. Yeah, come on, man. And I'm Let, also just... like I'm not gonna be like freaked out if that happens. Did I ever tell you that there was a gym someone told me about where there was a ladies section to work out? There was a woman section. Exclusively, like it was like men are not allowed in this portion of the gym because this is the lady section of the gym. I've I want to that. say that that's more sad than it is awesome because it's like oh I, it like, is. I think it's like good to like try to create a space that people feel comfortable, uh, but yeah. it's sad because why isn't that the whole gym with all of the people? Like it, it just I don't think it can be. The gym, you got to understand, man. First of all, the fucking, like, guys are just animalistic. You know what I mean? Like, you see them in there. If, like, a, a, so much of it is like the jungle. Big ass dudes in there with little ass tank tops, their nipples poking out from the sides because their chest is so damn big. That That shirt got no shot. That shirt has no chance of holding back the muscles. And you see them fucking dudes in there and they're sweating. And they're... Some of the dudes in there are freakishly big. Mm-hmm. So large. Such large men out there. <laughs> Such large men. I've sat in the sauna sometimes with some of them. And I'm just like, I just hope this dude lets me walk out of here alive. Like, <laughs> I just, I hope that for no reason... This guy has any sort of attack in here or feels like I'm a threat and just like 
tries to kill me in here. Like some guys are just freakishly large and they look like they're they're juicing. Like I'm talking when I'm talking about really large people, I'm talking about like their bicep is like your head, you know, just real, just real large. It looks like they can't put their arms down. Can't put their arms down. <laughs> Doesn't just look like it. They can't. They can't do it. Can't scratch. See, I don't want to start. If I I, I want to be able to scratch the middle of my back. I, I you know what I mean. There's a certain point of getting large where you can you just have to stop doing regular things. I want to be able to continue to do regular things. I want to be in the front seat of my car. And if I have to reach in the back seat right behind me and grab something, I can do that. You know, there's just certain things you want to continue to be able to do. That's a, that's real. I think about that. I think it comes that way when it comes to sex as well. I think that, what is that that sex book that Indian is like the Karma Sutra, correct? Kama, Kama Sutra. You don't know about that? It's I'm, like a large book. It's I, I believe it's, it's of Indian is, descent. I'm I'm familiar, but I've never sat down and like looked at it or read it. Like uh, I, no, I, I mean I didn't read it either. But like you know of something called like the Kama is Sutra. is this the same? Um, what was the sex tape movie with uh, Cameron Diaz and Seth the, Rogen? No, no, it wasn't him. It was uh, what's his face are at you, all? Oh, you're talking about like a real mm-hmm. sex tape. The movie we I think we watched it together a long time ago. It was called Sex Tape. Jack uh, Black was in it for like two seconds at the end. Oh, I don't know if <laughs> I watched that. Oh my god, no. it was. But the two of them, like that, was like the whole premise of the movie is they sat down with this book, and they're like, we're gonna make a sex tape because they just wanted to spice oh, up their relationship, and they did like every single pose. Okay, the well that would be it. That would definitely be the book that yes. they use in that. movie. That's why I was like, are you talking about this? And in order to do. A fucking third of those poses, I'm certain of it. You would need some flexibility is the point I'm getting at. Yes. And I think to not have that flexibility means that you're going to have to neglect quite a bit of sexual movement. And I think that that's... Uh, yeah, you know, there are a lot of like, you know, there are balances to the scales through life. Like if you do some of this, you're going to miss out on some of this and so on and so forth. When it comes to something like sexual exploits with people you care about, I would definitely not want to sacrifice that. It's really been intriguing for me to talk to people about what is a priority for them and like what is not as much of a priority for them because I see people sacrifice a lot of things that like for me are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, like I understand for me what kind of things that I would be willing to. Like what? Okay, so I mean, the, my first example is like people that I'm close to that work seven days a week, and then tell like me a that, legitimately seven days a week. Yeah. Mm. And then they'll be talking to me about how they're like, well, I don't have time to or energy to exercise or take care of myself. I don't have time or energy to go to family functions. Mm-hmm. or go meet new people. Like, how am I going to date somebody? I have no time to give them. So how am I going to get to know new people? And I'm like, okay, those are all of my priorities. <laughs> mm. Like, I would figure out a different line of work. But there are a lot of people that don't feel like they have options. They feel like if I'm not doing this job, I don't have any other possible job that I could take on. Mm-hmm. 
or like this is the best paying job that I could possibly get. So if I chose any other job, then I would be sacrificing how much income that I'm, I'm yeah. bringing in. So yeah, it's yeah. it's really, really interesting, like what people are prioritizing over other things. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, the I even think about like this is a really, really dumb and superficial example, but I had to buy shoes recently because I went out and I was trying to look nice and all of the nice shoes that I have were falling apart. So I was like, I need to go get myself a new pair of shoes. And I was at a store and I put on like three or five different pairs of shoes and I'm like, okay, well, these are comfortable and they look nice. And then I picked up another pair that I was like, this is probably the sexiest shoe that I've put on. But it's super not functional. Was like squeezing the life out of my toes and had the teeniest, tiniest little heel I've ever seen. So I'm like, this is just asking for me to break my ankle at any possible second. So I was just, I recognized, I'm like, there's I would some not people, advise you to wear those there's shoes. There's some people that are like, this is clearly the hottest shoe. I'm going to pick the hottest shoe. And I'm like, I cannot. That is where I am willing to sacrifice some level of aesthetics so that I can wear the thing that still looks nice but is infinitely more comfortable and probably something I'm going to wear more frequently. So. Yeah. Yeah. Comfort really starts to matter for me. Like I walked out of my fucking house the other day to go to my friend's house to watch bad boys for life because there's a new bad boys coming out. Okay. Or Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, they like did what I think is some corny ass Instagram video letting us know that there was going to be a new one. And then our group chat started talking about how, we didn't think that the last one that came out was that good. Mm. But one of our friends really, really did. Okay. And I went to his house to rewatch the last one okay. that we all thought was bad to see if we could see it with new eyes. I didn't really. I still think it's it's not a good movie. Um, or at least Martin Lawrence is just not that great in it. It's like my sort of thing. I feel like he lost his funny a mm. long time ago. Like he just changed into a new guy. He wasn't who he once was. Just like he was younger, he had charisma, and he was, and there was something else. Uh, something happened to him in his life where he became a completely different person. And okay. but like that funny was really lost. Um. Anywho, so I went there to his house in some Uggs, these fuzzy socks that you see me wearing because I'm usually wearing fuzzy socks. Um, some candy cane like sweatpants that I got one Christmas that my that was a part of our like Christmas pajamas that we got that year. A long green sweater and a purple scarf that also acts as a hood over top of my head. And that's what I went out in. Comfort. It matters. That's 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 sort of my non-negotiable a lot of the times. Yep. It's like I'm really not gonna sacrifice comfort for a lot of for a lot of things. Now you chose the wasn't the sexy issue. You're just gonna go with the look good. <laughs> it's a good shoe. It looks good and your feet feel fine afterwards. Yeah. Prioritization. It it uh Yeah, it it matters. It matters. It's something it's something interesting to definitely think about because it comes down to like your values. Like with the things that you value and then your morals as well. Those will be tested and weighed against other people's as well. Those are the interesting things to, to kind of think about. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. And then if someone doesn't understand your values and like how you could possibly value the things that you do, it's even difficult. Like you can't even really 
get them to understand it. That's another interesting part about communication is like for me, for instance, in me not doing like this podcast and for got dust off the mics, you know what I mean? Like it's been, I swear, I, I, I time is weird, but I think it's been like a month. It could have just been three weeks. I don't know when the last time I recorded was, but in all of this, there was like a huge part of me for a long time that felt like I needed to get the information from inside my head to the next person. Like I really needed that to be the case. And for a long time, I had this quirky fear of not being able to express myself in full. And then I think I tried to learn so much about expressing oneself for such a long time. I think I got pretty good at it, but then I just, I wanted every raw thought that I had I wanted to implant that into the next one. So when I spoke, it needed to be spot on and I needed people to be there and I needed them to listen and I needed them to take the information I'd given them, heed my words and do something with it. Right. And that was a lot of pressure I put on myself. I'm so glad that you recognized that pattern. So it's interesting. You know, we all have a lot of our own unique problems that we have in life. And so that was one of mine. And so, um, you know, when you just realize that you're dealing with people where they are and that they can only understand, but so much of what it is you're saying anyway, like they can understand the words. But if I try to express to you, what a psychedelic trip is like and you've never done one Mm -hmm. there's no fucking shot in hell you're gonna understand what the fuck i'm talking about there's no way i'm gonna say a bunch of words and because you speak the same language it'll come off as like oh yeah like i understand the sequence of words you put together but you at by no means will understand what the fuck it is i'm talking about until you take them you're like oh okay yeah that makes sense now that you would say that this is how i felt about getting a tattoo Mm-hmm. I feel like before you get your first tattoo, mm-hmm. you hear people tell you all the dumbest Analogy. comparisons yeah. in the world. What it are they feels again? like the, people have told me a bee sting, a bunch of bee stings. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, people tell me, like it's like it's like your arm is on fire, and I'm like, that's not a good one. Why would somebody pay to sit through that? That's, yeah. Um. And so it's just I think it's really interesting all the things that people try to compare it to and then you go and then you get a tattoo and then you're like it feels like none of those things. And then you it yeah. feels like a tattoo. Like mm. feels like this little gun is is piercing my skin. I don't know how many times per minute like it's just going and I'm like it's that's a very unique sort of sensation. Right. Right. And, like, yeah. And so that's the point that I'm telling you. So for me to have ever been in a place where I felt like I needed to, you know, have my ideas transverse space and time into another person's psyche, how crazy that is, because if I'm talking about a psychedelic drug and how you couldn't understand what that is unless you did it, and that's roughly how I look at my perspective, period, right? It's just something psychedelic about the way that I just look at the world anyway. Like, it's quite a bizarre way that I look at the world. For me to just try to get that across to the next person is ridiculous. It's just as ridiculous as the psychedelic experience. So then I was like, oh, 
I should really relax. Like I should, <laughs> I should just say say what I got. Person gets whatever level of it that they get, then that's that's it. And I feel like that's the best that we can do. Yeah, always. Yeah, I know. But I wanted, I wanted, I, to, I wanted to transcend that though. I wanted to transcend that, and so that was my issue for a long time. And I needed to make sure that I wasn't doing that. That and so now I'm just answering the question you asked me off air, which was just like, what happened with that? Like, why did you? Uh, not pod for a little while. So it's that. And then also there's this music artist that I know of and he puts out music incessantly and I'm not a fan of the music, uh, but I have a feeling that he puts the music out because he wants to remain consistent and on top of what he does. But then I also feel like uh, it doesn't, it doesn't come from like a deep place at all. It all seems very, very superficial in the words as well as in the feelings of it as well. And um, I don't really see like a getting better. Now this is now again, this is all my perspective, but I don't, I don't see that happening. And I think that he may think that he has to continue to put music out because it's what he set out to do and it's what he told himself like he was and what he told other people he was. So he's like kind of entrapped in his own sort of prison, right? Because we make those for ourselves. Uh, and I think that I felt like there was definitely something strong and profound about consistency, mm-hmm. being on top of something, however often you say you're going to be on top of it. And so for me, that was definitely the podcast, like doing this once a week. And then I thought like, but... Then there were times where I would come in here and I didn't really feel like great about being on the pod. One, because sometimes I'd be in the middle of a conversation, like legitimately in the middle of a conversation. I'm like, what the fuck am I having this conversation for? Right? And that, that was due to a lot of different things. Sometimes I would, I didn't think that the other person was really that interesting of a person to bring on. But I would bring them on anyway because I felt like I could bring the interesting out. Right, which is a really weird thing to feel like you need to do or that you can do or something like that to extract like the interest of the person and put it on display. Um, so one, that was something I didn't I didn't want to do anymore because some people are just they're just uninteresting to talk to or to and that seems like a harsh thing. But if you just talked about just someone not being like good at basketball or not being good at singing or being good at anything because they don't train that thing, then it would just be them not being good at that thing. In talking in is the same type is the same type of thing. So if like you're not trained in that, you don't really know how to express yourself, or you haven't Yeah, you could just be an uninteresting person to kind of talk to. I read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, and I think that maybe my perspective about the artist that you're talking about putting out music incessantly probably would have been different before I read this book. But the whole entire book was about the creative process and just creating things and the relationship with inspiration and motivation and things like that. And it was really, really intriguing the way that she treated inspiration. Like it was an entity that you like interact with. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was really adamant about encouraging everybody that's creating anything to just keep creating because a lot of the times we like 
hold back or we don't create a thing because we are afraid it's not going to be perfect. Mm. And she's talked about like works that she's put out and she's like, this particular book took me this many years to write and I put my heart and soul into it and everything. And it was fine. And then this other book that I put out just cause it was on the side and I was just like, just writing to write became one of my bestsellers and like mm. changed people's lives, yeah, yeah, you know? And so it's like, you just need to create because you don't know what somebody needs and you don't mm. know how it's going to land with somebody. Yeah. And so and you're doing a disservice to the world by just not putting it out. Yeah. That's what, that's what Mikey kind of said on the last one. He was like, yeah, you don't know how like things land for people. So yeah. I thought that was really, really intriguing. So I do think that it is helpful for some people, even if like, you know, whatever, album or book or podcast or whatever they put out isn't their favorite or what they think is the best. Like there's somebody out there that's getting something from some piece that was put out and you just need to put it out there and just keep going because you will learn along <clears throat> the way how you can improve your skills and what I, feels genuine for you. I think I also needed to take a step back because like I had to ask myself, you know, I try to be very intentional. So I had to ask myself what my intention was. And at a point in time, I mean, you gave me the magnet about like, you know, I, I couldn't afford a therapist, so I started a podcast. And so for a long time, I felt like that's what it was. Like, that's it was me sort of bearing my soul and just getting ideas out. But then as of recent, it's so funny because a lot of this lines up with me changing my diet as of recently, like much cleaner. Uh, and I felt so much better. My brain has been working so much better. Like, it's the difference has just been one of those things that I can say with a lot of fluid words and you won't understand it unless you go through the change yourself. So I'm not going to say them. Um, and so in that and me doing what I just did actually goes into what it is I'm saying, which is I felt like for a long time I was trying to get ideas out like I was using it for therapy. And then there was a point in time that, again, lined up with this better diet where it felt the only way I can express this is that it felt like years and years and years of just thinking hard through things and about things and experiencing things like all these years of experiences just kind of condensed like it just sort of mashed together in one moment i talk about the uh the bamboo seed if fucking you have to plant it and then water that sucker every single day for five years and there's no growth and then all in like the next, I don't fucking like 90 days or something like that, it grows 90 inches or something fucking, something insane. 90 feet, I forgot what it is. It's something insane. And that it's this beautiful Chinese parable for determination and perseverance and faith to some degree, right? That there's just something working and then out of nowhere, boom, like something just fucking happens. And so that's been the closest I can compare to what I've recently been through. Um, yeah. And, and so for me to feel like I need to come here to get ideas out, like I no longer have that feeling. So because just have fun. Yeah. So because now I don't have the feeling now. So I had to take a little bit of time to kind of ask myself, well, if I'm not, what am I doing? If I'm, yeah, exactly. If I'm not using it for that, then what am I using it for? Now I have an answer for that, which is, yeah, I'm here to fucking have a good time. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> you have to go through all of those. Crazy. I think that it's also, it's really, really unfair for us to expect that at one point in time in our lives, you started this podcast years ago. <laughs> Craziness. Years ago. Craziness. <laughs> it, it would be kind of 
um, unfair to you to just assume that now all of your motivation is coming from the same place that it did three years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, why would it? I'm certain that's something that came up on. You said you were listening to that lady talk about inspiration and motivation. And you mean in the book? Oh, it was in the, it was in the book. What book was it? It's called Big Magic. Big Magic, yeah, yeah. It's a very easy read, too. It was very, very good. Okay. You've been doing audio, though, right? I do go through a lot of audiobooks. Mm. (laughs) The series that I was telling you about, like, completely consumed me. So I am kind Mm. of... Fiction? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was funny, too, because the the way that the series is written, the first trilogy, there's a story, here's the characters, here, you know, and then once that resolves, the next one that I just started is like 300 years in the future and so it's like still the same universe okay totally different characters you see how the setting has changed Mm. in the the world and everything like that since the last story um but after i first read that trilogy and i was like oh my god that was so so good it's one of the best stories i have ever read ever i was gonna take a break i was gonna go read some other books switch it up a little bit and i was talking to a friend and i'm like do i just keep the momentum going and just like go into the next trilogy and keep it going she's like yeah you probably should and into i was like the oh, okay. next trilogy so damn i went through them pretty they're really good they're yeah. really really good and this one that i'm on isn't as long as like the other ones were like 30 hours and the one that i'm on right now is like 10 what do you like so. fiction for what do you go to those for? I have a very, very vivid imagination. This is one of the I reasons why I wanted to eyes. be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a writer for like the first twenty-one years of my yes, existence. I like that. I was dead set on being a writer. Yeah. Um. And I just have a very, very vivid and active imagination. And so when I read fiction, it's so easy for me to like create a whole universe in my mind and see them and and everything that's going on and it's beautiful and it's really awesome and exciting that's why i love like fantasy and sci-fi like the more weird the better because my imagination just runs rampant with it like Mm. has so much fun did you used to write a story or something like that about like a like a chick that was kind of like a spy or something badass um i did, yeah, did, sure. did, okay. Oh, that was that various ones because I'm just well, I my had, antennas are picking something. I had up. a lot of like badass female. Okay, 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 okay. Um, there That's was one that I was like tried to branch off and try to do something like a superhero type story. Mm. Um, but it was like, I would say like the equivalent. Now I don't want to just equate it to like Batman because probably now at this point like these stories, there's other superheroes out here that don't actually have powers, but like just what? use. Use physical what? strength and like they fight. They just fight. They oh, just they like, just fight. Just well, like like kick now, ass. He, however, <laughs> he's got. Oh, I was. Hesitant. It's not a, like, a terrible example. But it's a bad example. No, but um, like I mean, Bruce Wayne. He's got all of this money and can buy all these gadgets. Yeah, but he's a ninja as well. Okay, but this is what I'm saying is like. But that's his body. Like, oh, you okay. train your body and your mind oh, versus, okay. like, I have supernatural abilities. Okay, 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 That's kind of the direction that I was going is, like, this is just a person, but they train in such a way and whatever. Okay. So I did have a story like that for a period of time. I just don't finish anything. And that's why mm. I decided that I probably wasn't going to be a successful writer because I'm like, well. But um, Bradley was also telling me that this author that wrote the stories that I'm, I'm in the middle of reading right now does like free online courses for writers where like he teaches people like how you develop characters and mm. how you like map out a story and everything like that. And so I might 
listen to some of his lectures if they're just available. I'm like, when he told me that they're just. How cool would it be if you wrote one book in your life? If you wrote one book. Technically, when I was really, really young, I wrote many. They're just okay. trash because I was a child. You were a child. And so they're so how about nonsense. A, so how about an adult book I know. with an adult brain it attached be, to it? It would be incredible. It would be amazing. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. But I don't know. Like, what don't you know? I think that it would have to come down to like, I would... The the relationship with inspiration like that Elizabeth Gilbert talked about mm. in her book. Like I would have to have some sort of communion with that, like to get started somewhere mm. because a lot of people sometimes are like, I want to write a book about health and wellness. I want to write a completely nonsensical story, fantasy, like in this, I want to go in this direction or like, I want to write like they, there's something that sparks something. And they might not even know how it ends or where it's going to go, but they have something and you got to just latch on to that okay. and keep going. I don't even know where I would start. Because mm -hmm. like the whole time I was growing up, everything that I wanted to write was fiction because I was just letting my imagination do all this stuff. But now that I have been doing fitness for almost a decade, now I'm like, oh, it probably makes sense if I wrote something about health and the mind and the mm. body. And so it's interesting how I'm like... I don't know what I would write about. Mm. So I don't think it's impossible that I would write a book at some point in my life. I, this Right now, I just, I don't even know where it would go. I don't know where it would come from. Like, <laughs> it's just not something I've entertained in so many years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, But I do sense. still love reading fiction very, very much. Like, yeah, fiction's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. So, I was so, reading, you can't, so you use it as an escape? Um... I don't or do you not like the word? The, that's the escape. thing is like I don't feel I don't like the word escape because I don't feel like I'm running from anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not like there's nothing particularly here that I think is so awful that I need to drown it out with something else. I just mm. it feels more like an indulgence than than an escape. Like I feel like I'm actually like having fun exploring this world. Like it's just Do you watch the news? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That that's I think one of those things that kind of I think it's one of the big things that kind of get people down. You know, needing to escape. You know. Well, it's unfortunate because like if we're talking about people that watch the news, you don't know what information you can trust now because everything is so polarized to get you to be angry. Or sad, or like just rally you up, and get get you to want to get up and go do something, just get really worked up about things. And so that's why it stresses out so many people. Now I, I'm not really surprised that a lot of people go out of their way. At least the people that I talk to find sources, other sources on the internet that are a lot more objective. That are like, here's all the information that we actually know. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times if you turn on like news stations that are like, they're trying to get you to think this is bad and this is good and you yeah. need to The do thing is that people like, don't do it. People don't know how to. Critical analysis is shit for people, right? Well, it's hard well, I feel, because well, well, I feel like we're living in a society that's always playing on our emotions. So well, like. Well, the thing is you have. But when you're reading something. Or when you're listening to someone, you should be able to tell or decipher if 
the the flavoring of what they're saying is clearly tainted by bias and it's it's not because in objective talk no it'll never be one way or the other they're going to be all these points where it's like oh well you know they kind of make sense over here but like you know uh but they actually you know they got a point over here on this side like that's what a real discussion is going to like it'll never be i'm going to give a quick shout out to the the only documentary that I've ever enjoyed ever is Vitamania mm. and it's about the vitamin industry but he goes into it's the only documentary I've ever seen that was objective ever okay and that actually just gives you information right. so you can do something with it because every other documentary I've seen they're trying to convince you of something it's very much like yeah. this thing is bad or this thing is the only way to go so you need to be doing this and in this documentary, he's very much like, here's the information that we know for sure. And I, these are the things that we don't know. And you get to go work with that. Like, I think it's super educational. Like, I'm weary of stuff that plays music that has a musical score. <laughs> Be, <laughs> because I like I get it. You know, things are interesting if you can put a production behind it. But when you start playing music behind like your messages, you're you're putting a message behind your messages. All of them, it's all gonna have music. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like even news stations yes. come on with music. We are great. Listen to us. Like that's what Always. a fuck it no sounds like. No matter what you're listening to, like they're going to have something because it's like creating a vibe. Mm-hmm. Now what's that vibe say? Right? Now, now that's what the that's the question. That's the next question. Is they what want vibe? you to be nervous. They want you to be excited. They want you to be intrigued. Like they're just, you know. So yeah. So I, you know, I'm weary of stuff that has a musical score, even though that's going to be everything for the most part. But I just try to. I, just, I think you just got to play. I think it's it's valid what you said. Like, what is the musical score trying to? What's do? the musical score? You know, because this is something Mikey's been doing for a long time, and so I've always thought it was hilarious. Is he was like, just mute the TV and just watch it. So just mute the TV and watch it. Like you're gonna see so much more of what's actually happening in front of you than if you're really listening to shit that they're pumping through the speakers. So it's a funny exercise to do. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, uh, it's, yeah. The news, the news is weird. I just think that critical analysis needs to be implemented in the schools a bit deeper. I, I just feel like, again, I was asking Blaze and Vince these questions, too. Like when, awesome like when someone, oh, yeah, that, I thought that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that one. Um, when I'm looking at someone or I'm listening to them, I'm like, I'm really listening deeply to what it is they're talking about and how they're talking about it. And you're going to, I think you're going to be really, really good if you just completely fool me on all the shit that you're talking about. Um yeah, a lot of people when they talk is very heavily flavored with some spice. You know, it can it can just be how they personally feel about it or maybe what they're being backed to purport to people and report to people whatever the case is, but like there's there's usually some words, some choice words that let you know that this isn't simply a level-headed way of looking at the situation. Um and I get it. People are much more emotional than they think that they are. But uh, I, you just got to you just got to play with the information. You just can't just be looking at shit and being like, yeah, that, that's it. So one of the things that I love about the 
series of uh, stories that I'm listening to right now is, yeah, I, I would, again, I would say that it's fantasy. There are characters in the world that he's created that have an ability that he calls allomancy, where they consume various types of metals and they like literally like metal flecks or powder, like in a solution, drink it. And there's metals in the body and they can like burn them to utilize these different abilities. Oh, shit. And so <laughs> the abilities that he's chosen are really unique. Like they're not like, I can fly. Or like like every typical super like hero powers. Like they're really like, why did he choose these things? Okay. Like they're very unique. And I think that they really speak when you get further and further into these stories, you really start to see like how he kind of goes deeper into human beings and how we interact with each other and like why he kind of picked a lot of the things that he did. It's one of the first couple of abilities that you see is the ability to push and pull on people's emotions. Okay. And so like people that kind of push on people's emotions are referred to as soothers and they're like dampening Mm. people's emotions and they can help them feel calm or they can help them feel a little more easily persuaded because they're less mm. suspicious or whatever. And then there are people that are rioters and they pull on people's emotions and they get people to feel more things and get them really amped up or they get them really angry or whatever they need them to be. And it's so fascinating how I'm like, how much value he put on being able, because you can't like make people do anything. Mm-hmm. But just the characters that he has implemented in his stories and how that just nudging and pulling on people's emotions like changes the course of what's going on. I'm like, why did he pick these? It's so interesting to me. I mean, that's a hell of a power. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. Yeah, that's a hell of a power. And it's it's, it's intriguing too because there are a couple scenes where they talk like there are some people that look de- like they frown on people like that because they feel like they're constantly manipulating them when they're around Mm. and maybe you can't tell because they have a very subtle touch Mm. and so they just like don't trust them because they're like oh you're constantly trying to sway me to get me to feel a certain type of thing but then he's also like the kind of defense is like aren't we doing that to each other all the time yeah that is that's what i was thinking it was like how's that different people a lot of times, and see, this is where that critical analysis really comes in, because if you're looking at someone and they're charismatic or they're like just heavy handedly charming, you might think that that's a, an untrustworthy person. Like, why the fuck are you so charming? Like, why does everyone fucking like? And I've known people to do that. I've probably done that at some point in my time. I'm just like, you're a little too charming. But I think I've usually also been like, no, but they seem cunning. And mm. and kind of yeah, like mischievous as well. And I've always and I've caught those people too. Yeah. So again, it's that critical analysis, like being able to see between the two. Now you shouldn't think that everyone that is charming or like really nice is really just manipulating people with some dastardly sort of intention. But the people that you really do like are manipulating people, but it's just with their love (laughs) you know what i mean okay so this happens from time to time i don't know if this is like directly correlational with something that's happening to my hormones or if like this is a stress related thing or because it happens it's not like frequent 
But I've noticed it happened a couple of times and it wasn't until very recently where I was like, oh, I need to be very, very cognizant of when I get into these kind of moods hmm. um, where I feel like I know what's best for everybody. Oh, yeah. Like I know how everybody needs to be living their lives. Mm. And it's just like I get really worked up when I see people doing things like, why would you do this thing? And it was like happening for a couple of days until it got to the point where I I felt like emotionally exhausted. Ooh. That was weighing heavy on you. Yeah. And it was just super, like, I I try really hard when that happens to like, it. Ha I recognize that I'm doing it, but I just try to ignore it until it gets to the point where I'm like, just getting really uppity about things. And I'm like, this is now exhausting and I need to recognize that this is the only person right here that I'm in charge of. And that takes so much weight off. So again, I don't know why I get into these moods because there's a lot of times where I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't control what anybody else is doing. And yeah, like, I was, there's, yeah, I, I, I understand. I get okay. that. So it's just like when I get into these moods, I'm like, oh, something's happening. Something's going on right now because I'm over here like that person really shouldn't be doing that. How long this. has this been happening for? In um, I've noticed it. For years. A couple, just a couple. I, it may have been happening for years, but maybe I didn't have the self-awareness mm. to point out when it was happening. Now I'm much more aware of like, like not when being I able feel... to feel your lats. It's the same thing. Yes. You just weren't able to feel this. Yeah. That's it, a very, very good it, yeah. um, comparison. So hmm. it's, I know something I've noticed more over the past like several months when it happens, it's usually only like two days. Like I'll, I'll get in that mood for just like a couple of days. Um, but I don't know like I mean, how frequently it's been happening. I mean, it's is just that, is it during your period? Because if so, I think we got the answer. Well, it. <laughs> I think we might get the answer to this one. It's not like during like the menstrual portion of mm. my cycle. Oh, so that's maybe what I'm saying is like after? if it's like there's another because there's like four parts of your cycle, and so okay. I'm like I don't know if it's happening during a different part where my hormones start right. to shift again, and like I'm not picking up on it because a lot of times like you don't. You're not seeing these you, things yeah, happen. Exactly. When yeah. a woman starts bleeding, she's like, oh, of course I'm yeah, going to be like emotional and freaking probably out. Probably some like, hormonal shit. Yeah. So that's one of those things where I'm like, man, this could be something. There could be something to this that maybe I just need to pay a little bit more closer attention to because mm. otherwise it's not just like in my face obvious. Why would I be feeling this this type of thing? But it it uh, accumulates very fast. Because it'll like be like one thing, and then it'll be like every single person. I'm like, oh, oh that is so funny, really. And that's why it gets exhausting. Really and th <laughs> and that's where it, you start looking at everyone, and you're like, you're not doing it right either. Neither are you. It's, what are the what? Name me a couple of things that someone could be started, doing. It started this week because I saw a video on Instagram. I follow like a a yoga page. And there was a girl that got on and was talking about all the benefits of being in a sauna. Okay. And I was like, I can get down with the sauna. She's like getting in the sauna. She's wearing a swimsuit. Mm -hmm. She's wearing a bikini. And when I tell you that this woman was like sucking in her abdomen so hard, it looked like it was like uncomfortable for her to sit um, on the bench and lay down. And uh, then just sitting. And like everything that she did looked so uncomfortable because she was trying so hard to suck to in her nice abdomen. Yes. And I'm like. I just wanted to scream at the top of the mountains. Just relax your fucking belly. Like, mm. oh my God. But the, the views won't be the same without it. No. But the thing is, I felt sad because she was likely a victim of what media expects. 
you got to be super slim and slender and I want to be able to see every little nook and crevice of your abs and see how shredded you are. And if we see any folds or wrinkles in your Ooh. belly, then you're just worthless. Can't have the folds. It's ridiculous. And now that she has kind of continued to feed into that and that's affected her, now other people are going to see that and they're going to be like, oh, I have to also suck it in all the time. And I'm like, this is just devastating. Like, mm. like seeing this thing just like that happened and then everything that happened after that just kept it going. Yeah. So I noticed like that was the first thing and then I was like. Yeah, that's wanting the world to be better can definitely be burden. That can be a burden. Again, (laughs) I I was teaching yoga on Saturday and I told everybody about the mood that I was in and they thought it was hilarious. So I have a feeling that somebody else has felt what I felt because I I got some responses from them. Um, but I was like, the great news is the only person that we're in charge of right now is the one that's sitting on your yoga mat. Uh, oh, God, such a relief. And so, like, everybody was just able to kind of lean into that. So, I'm going to go to the bathroom for a second. Sorry oh, to cut you fun. off. In this diet, I've been drinking a whole lot more water for sure. That's great. Trying to get my micronutrients. You know what I mean? By putting a bunch of vegetables. Why do you have to speak like that? It's a whole it's a whole garden inside of my, my water these days. Like Oh, uh, you're like adding things to the water. For sure. Oh, okay. Like uh a lot of cucumber in there, lemon lime. I'm gonna throw a few mint leaves in that bitch, uh, a little orange slice. Uh yeah, that's usually it with some with some mineral water. Yeah. Back in October, I started having some digestive issues, and so I went to lots of different doctors and did lots of scans and blood work and all this stuff, and eventually finally saw a gastroenterologist, and when I sat down with him, he was like, cool, so like other doctors, and another one of friends of mine who is a personal trainer is like, yeah, general practitioners don't know shit about nutrition, which was really, really funny for him to say that, but when I sat down with other doctors... And they'll just be like, oh, are you drinking water? And I'm like, yeah, I drink a lot of water. And they're like, oh, are you eating fiber? And I'm like, yeah, I eat fiber. And like, that's the end of the conversation. Mm. So like, they don't know me. They don't actually know my diet. They don't know the extent of everything. They're just like, oh, you need to make sure you're drinking enough water and that you're eating fiber. And I'm like, check, check. And so then I go sit down with this guy and he's like, okay, how much water are you drinking? And I'm like, okay, so I have this bottle that's 32 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I drink, I'd say like at least... Three of these a day. Like three is probably, I can confidently say that. And he's like, okay, so that's like 90. And he's like, that's fine for like a sedentary person. But he's like, you you need to drink so much more. Mm. And I was like, like, I know so many people that are around me that see how much water I drink. And they're like, you drink more water than any person that I've ever seen. And so for this doctor to be like, yeah, no, you need to drink more. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then... Same thing, we start talking about fiber. He's like, okay, I want you to consume like this many grams. He gave me an actual number. And so I was like, okay. And then you start like actually looking up or like if it's a product that has a nutrition label, you can see how many grams of fiber is in it versus like if you eat broccoli or strawberries or something like that. And then you look up how much fiber is in this thing. Mm. So much that they were asking me to eat. I'm like, no wonder most of America does not get enough fiber because like I'm busting my ass trying to consume enough. Mm-hmm. And like, it's still really, really difficult to achieve the amount of fiber that they think is, is where you should be. What, do, like, what are you eating? Like, what are you eating to try to achieve the fiber? So I have every single time I have a meal, 
I always have some type of produce. It was like, prior to going to this doctor, it was like, oh, always vegetables. And then I would have fruit maybe like once a day. Now it's vegetables and I'm having fruit several times a day. Mm -hmm. And then the other types, like I'll do like sweet potatoes. I always do. I love oats. And so like I'm doing, you know, things like that. And then on top of that, I got a fiber supplement to add to my drinks. And so I'm like. Oats are awesome, aren't they? Yeah. Have you started, someone tells me, have you started making chia oat like pudding cups yet? I've I've had chia pudding before. Yeah. I, it's. Not your thing? No. Is it the consistency? And like, I'll put, I'll add chia seeds to my oatmeal, but like chia pudding, like specifically, I think to me, it's just like the ratio, just too many chia seeds, not enough other ingredients. Why don't you, why don't you do that? Just make it that way. Make it the way you want. So instead, just get oats, just like a teaspoon of chia seeds or something like that. I was like, I'll put chia seeds in my oatmeal. I'm super cool with that. And then put, well, I'm talking about in the, in the pudding. Like, just don't, you don't have to make it a complete chia seed. Just, like, do the same ratio. Just put oats, blueberries. You can put bananas in there, almond milk. And, like, that alone will, I mean, the oats Wouldn't are going to suck that up. that be more, like. Of, like, an oat cup? Yeah. Yeah, but then, you can, <laughs> but then just throw some chia. That's what I'm saying is, like, you said it's too much chia. Just, yeah. just pull back on the chia. Okay. And just have some more oats, flax seeds. I don't know if you're, yeah. there's your fiber right there. I do flax seeds throw as some, well. Throw some flax seeds in a bitch. <laughs> Get it popping, stir it up, let it sit in the fridge for like 30 minutes, thicken up, get its girth up a bit. It's good to go. I I keep it consistent up until in terms of like what types of foods that I'm eating, but I'll try to like change how I'm preparing them or how I'm cooking them. So that way I can kind of find one, maybe the way that my body digests it better when it's cooked this way versus this way. Or maybe I just, I like the consistency better if it's this way or this way. Um, because I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't like this type of vegetable. And I'm like, well, have you tried cooking it this myriad of other different ways rather than, oh, I tried it one time like this and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, I heard that cooking a lot of vegetables helps the bioavailability of it. A lot of the time, it helps, yeah. like sort of cook down the membranes, like the cell walls. There, are, there are a lot of um, like spinach nutrients that aren't available to us in, until they're cooked a certain way. Um it's just really, really fascinating to me. So I try to have kind of a balance as to like how often I like roast vegetables versus like steam them versus mm. whatever. Because for me personally, like I love the consistency of roasted vegetables. Because then there are a lot of people that frown on cooking foods at high temperatures. Mm. It's cause of cancer. Oh, so wait a minute. I think everything causes cancer. So I don't really. (laughs) I didn't get that memo. I didn't know. I mean, they're not talking about microwaving it or because you're talking about roasting it. So you're talking about putting it in the. Like if you roast something like grilling or like. um, Like roasting at such a high temperature that it like chars. The, okay, so they're talking the, about like the carcinogens cause oh, cancer, yeah, and I'm like, listen, okay. man, it t- that's how I like them. They taste <laughs> good <laughs> to tell you. So I try really Whoa. hard to be like, I I don't cook vegetables at high temperatures nearly as much as I used to, but I'm like, hmm. I'm not gonna like not do that. It's my favorite way to have them. It's like if somebody didn't eat vegetables, but they're like, listen, I'll eat them if I'm allowed to dip them in ranch. 
Like, yeah. then fucking dip them in ranch. That's more vegetables than you were eating before. Like, right. what I didn't, what I just read recently about. Well, I mean, I've been reading like this nutrition book, which is like the first one I've ever read. And it's like great just to come across new information about it. One new because I didn't know shit before, but new also because it's state of the art science or whatever. What are you right? reading? Uh, it's called Eat Smarter by a guy named Sh- Sean Stevenson. It is yes, that's his name. His name is Sean Stevenson. Uh, he's done like every diet that you can think of. He graduated, you know, with a nutrition fucking doctorate or whatever. He has the highest viewed nutrition podcast that there is. I forget what it's called, but either way. It's just a lot of great information, uh, you know, again, like the waters and the micronutrients and that the micronutrients, the macronutrients are contingent upon the micro that you need those and uh, how to get those minerals back in the water after you've filtrated them, you know, to get all the bad ones out um, and the eating the shout out to you again, the the one ingredient, you know, sort of items, the things that you can just pick, say that is that that is that like knowing what those things are and getting back to a a better state of of satiety, right? So now you're not constantly feeling like you have to eat because a lot of the things that you're intaking that are just one ingredient things decrease your ghrelin levels, right? Yeah, nigga learning out here. Yeah, ghrelin, G-H-R-E-L-I-N. Um, and so it's that's really, that's really cool to read about. And then also... <laughs> feel later on you know it's really really nice to to have better satiety levels and not feel like just a pig every day um because it was really cool that human beings evolved to to like nutritious foods like nutritious foods call to us and we'll have those cravings if you eat correctly mm. right if you don't just Your eat body, like, like a pig just lets you know when you're when you need on, stuff. Yes. Yeah. And and so it, it's funny because we used to be in an age, and he talks about this, where if like your body would crave a strawberry because it knew like we, we need that strawberry. Like we need a set of strawberries right now because the things that this strawberry gives us is what we are lacking right now. I was when I did uh I wasn't doing keto for myself, but I had a, cl- a client that was doing keto at a time and I was doing it with her to support her and help to make sure that she know, like, here's all the things that you can do and cook. What and- is keto again? So the ketogenic diet, which I think is incredibly interesting, was like originally created for people that had like a mental dysfunction to help their brain work better. Okay. But we have abused it and just been like, it makes you lose weight. Mm. And so now that's what we think that the ketogenic diet is for is to lose fat. Mm -hmm. But that's not what its purpose was ever. But it's usually why when people are on the keto diet, they'll they'll say like, oh, I feel like a lot of mental clarity. Okay. Because that's typical. That's again, that's what that's kind of what it was for. I was actually talking to Bradley about that for a while because he has ADHD and he was talking about times where he did keto and how like physically your body is not performing well. You don't have anything really to, to use mm-hmm. when you're working out. So I know when I was on keto, I worked out for about two minutes and was exhausted. Whew. Like I, that, 
you don't have anything to give. Um, but that mentally I had never felt so clear or so sharp. And I was saying, I was like, that's probably better for people to have a really hard time focusing is to follow a diet like that. Wait, that wait, might wait, be what the fuck are you eating though? Are you it's very, very high fat, very oh, okay. like low to moderate amount of protein and low to like almost no carbs. Right. And the whole idea is that you will get yourself to a point of ketosis. Your body's producing these ketones and that people think that's when you're in this fat burning mm. state. Um, and so they'll like make these like keto ketosis strips that you pee on that show you whether or not your body's in ketosis. Mm. So that way you could see like, okay, like have I gone? Because it usually takes like a couple of days for your body to get to the point where you're actually there. It's not like I could just have one really high fat, low carb day and then I'm in it, yeah. you know? So it usually takes some time. Um, but I thought it was funny that when I was on that diet, like above everything else, I was just desperately craving fruit because mm. I wasn't having sugar. And that was like the simplest, purest form of sugar was just like berries. Yeah. And I just wanted them so bad. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, berries are good. So, I like to put them in a little little yogurt with some uh, some granola and maybe a little drizzle of honey on there. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I'll fucking do it. <laughs> I make like my own like little ghetto smoothie bowls because I'll just like make oh. a smoothie and just like pour Cheerios on top of it <laughs> and then just be like, bam. <laughs> it's quick. Listen. I was with you for a second until you said Cheerios. Look, you need some a nice. smoothie bowl. What's the what's Just, in the smoothie? So I mean, I do different. That matters. Different frozen fruit all the time. Like I'll switch that up. We've we found some bags at Costco that we like right now that are like different berries, bananas, kale, things like that. And like so, those are like pre-packaged, and you just dump all the frozen fruits and veggies in there. And I'll do um, organ protein. We really really like. It's plant based mm. protein. It's got probiotics. Mm. Mm. So I'll do that. Mm. And I usually. Do- Mm. Y'all strong in that house. (laughs) I fucking know it. Y'all strong in that household. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Two strong ass people in there. Oh my god. Drinking just drinking straight protein. (laughs) I mean, just drink it straight. Put it in a smoothie. There's fruit and vegetables. It's delicious, and you have it with. Mm. If I if I got I make homemade granola, and so then I'll put that. That's. Better than Cheerios. I feel like going to the gym, doing a fasted gym. Now, you were saying you don't have much to give, but going and doing a fasted gym session gets to burning the quicker or getting to burning the fat quicker. No, that's not. No. Why not? There's There hasn't been any substantial evidence. Oh, there just hasn't show. been. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, and like, listen, like if you like working out fasted, like, cool, mm. go do that thing. Like if you feel good doing that, go do that. But don't expect that working out fasted is going to contribute to the rate at which you're losing fat. I'm going to sh- I'm going to recommend the book Get Your Eat Smarter to You. And then when you read that part because I you know they always source like these these journals and these papers and magazines and all that. So I don't go into the back glossary and then find that paper or find that article and then go and read that shit. I just see what the fuck he says on the paper and then I keep going. But 
I do want you to read this and see how much of this you disagree with or you, you know, or, I think or it's is up to date. interesting, like, just being in, in like, the fitness industry in, in general, we're constantly learning shit. Mm-hmm. I feel like this whole entire time, like, I don't, I don't feel like you can get particularly attached to, like, too many specific ideas, especially if they're polarized. Like, don't mm-hmm. ever do this or only ever do this. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be wrong at some point in time yeah. because we learn more Mm. the more that science continues to expand like we figure things out like we always said before like if your it band was super tight like definitely foam roll your it band and then Mm. over time we were like oh wait no that could be damaging don't foam roll your it band and it was like okay well this was really good at this time and now they say no it's not good and Mm. it's really interesting the more that they start to figure things out so what i think is difficult when you start talking about critical analysis Mm. so there was a time where I was having a conversation with Bradley about turmeric because I'm like, it's anti-inflammatory. And he's like, how? And so we get on the internet. And if you try to look up what are the healing properties of turmeric, Mm. you're going to get this long, extensive list of all the amazing things and benefits that it can do. But if you just look up the nutritional information of turmeric, they'll say that in a lot of areas of the world, there are claims that it has anti-inflammatory properties, mm. but there has not been enough scientific evidence to say that this thing cures everything. Right. You know, like it's not, there hasn't been enough evidence to show that this, you know, it actually has any healing properties. Yeah. But I'm over here again. Like if you consume turmeric and you feel good, then probably have it. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> again. <laughs> then probably have it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I look at it. You, I guess you just have to, you got to figure shit out. There are a lot of people, just, like, there's just a lot of things out here saying, like, oh, this is the miracle thing that mm, does it. Right. That really gets you to, and I'm like, maybe. Yeah. This is what we know now. Like, this yeah. is the information that we have. And you could probably get online and find an argument that vouches for what you want to believe. Right. And you could probably find an argument against it. Mm. So you have to just take the information, maybe. <laughs> Again, that's people that want want to be critical and they, they want to be objective. We'll take both sides and say okay i'm gonna do with this information what i would like that's all you're gonna do anyway that's all the only choice that you have is a lot of people don't like maybe so Um, usually people usually like the thing that's like if you want to be successful definitely do this thing or don't ever do this thing ever you will fail Mm -hmm. and then they're like okay yeah it's the figuring out. It's the part of the process. The long, arduous part Nobody of the likes process. That. Of it's life. not sexy to be like, possibly. <laughs> it depends. That's not, that wasn't sexy. <laughs> it's <laughs> the, not. The shrug of the shoulders, the looking down, the it's, hands up. <laughs> all of it doesn't look very sexy. <laughs> I don't know. And that's what a lot of it is. It depends. What's what funny I mean? is I think that it's very attractive. I think it's great to say, dude, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I'm just out here. I feel all right some days. Other days, I don't feel as good. I try to figure it out. I try to track certain things and, you know, drink my water and exercise a bit and have food that I know isn't, like, I can I can confidently say isn't complete shit for me. Like, I know it's not anti-nutrient. I know that. Like, I know that there are things that are supposed to be in this thing that I'm about to eat. It's not just a bunch of sauce that I don't even know what the fuck makes this sauce. Like, what is this big gelatinous fucking thing? What the fuck is that? Like, you don't know what Chick-fil-A sauce is. What the fuck is Chick-fil-A sauce? Probably what? fat and sodium somewhere in there. <laughs> fat, Probably sodium, also sugar. And, and fat and sugar are two of the most delightful. Yellow five and orange 40 for sure. 
that's in there. Yeah. Polynesian, you know what's in there? The sriracha. None of, you don't know what's in any of these fucking things. So you, I just do well eating those things now. Yeah. And it feels great to do it. And so I, I do that now. I'm so glad. <laughs> my, my brain has gotten better. Like my perspective on things has gotten better. And I always do the things that make me treat myself and other people better. That's, that is that's kind of a barometer. We all find well, that's kind of the barometer things. for me. Like, what what makes me do those things? Yeah. And like, okay, well, you know what? I'm no fucking genius, but I'll tell you this: <laughs> I'm just gonna do those things. Yeah. Because I don't have all the fucking answers, but I'll do the things that make me treat myself and other people with with more love. Yeah. I'll I'll just do that. That's profound, <laughs> beautiful. I don't I don't yeah I don't have all the answers, but I'll just do those things. That's what I got. This is why when I mentioned to you talking to people about where their priorities are was so important to me. Because when I, you know, if I sit down and I talk to one of my closest friends and I say, this is my type priority right now. Now they know where I'm coming from and what's important to me. And then maybe they can also support me in that endeavor now. Like, mm. oh, okay, I know this thing is really important to you. So I'm going to try to do what I can because I care about you, you're my best friend, or you're my family member, or whatever, like, and I want to support that. And so I would sit in this kind of like when you were asking people what's at the forefront of your mind these days, because I, the word priority has been very important to me to get across, because I will ask, it really kind of surprised me how many people, because for the most part, if I say like, what's your top priority these days, like I would, I would get an answer that made sense, like this is where the bulk of my attention in energy or going, mm -hmm. that makes sense. But there were a couple of people where I would ask, what is your top priority in your life right now? And they would tell me something that to me seemed more like a goal, like something that sounds ideal or sounds nice, but none of their current decisions are supporting that. So I'm like, can you honestly tell me that that is like your top priority in your life right now, even though none of your decisions reflect that mm. like going forward it's nice to be like i would like it to be this thing like this thing is important to me and i would like to strive to get to that point that's one thing but to just be like yeah this thing is super super important to me but i'm not making any time for it mm. and i don't even really know what it looks like for me to be there like it's just mm. sounds nice is their version of succeeding at that thing maybe just different from yours? Or are they also admitting to having failed? I will ask questions. Like, because if I will say something, okay. Because it's one thing for, I, I had some, one person tell me like that their most important thing was like their physical fitness and their well-being. And I'm like, okay, like what sort of like action steps do you take to make sure that you can support that thing? And then they will honestly say, okay, well, I, uh, I fell out of my routine for this chunk of time because this happened at work. And now I know I'm going to get back into this routine. And this is what I was doing before. And this is what was successful to me. They'd be like, okay, cool. So you have like a plan, like you have a schedule for yourself. You know what activities you like to do to move your body. Like, I see where you're going. And then there will be other people that are like, they'll tell me this thing is important to them. I'll be like, okay, cool. Like, what does that look like? Or how do you, and then they'll be like, I don't know, honestly. Oh, oh okay. Well, yeah, if you're not working with nothing, you got to come to the table. And then something. I'm like, 
So what might you do to learn what that thing means to you? Like now, like, can we start to get some sort of, if that thing is important to you, like, how do we get that ball rolling? Well, that's why they're they talking to you. You, you, You're step one. Jessica, what are you talking about? (laughs) That's step one. You tell me. I'm paying you. (laughs) Oh, I mean, like, friends. Oh, you're about Family members. Like, just just people that I care about. That's what I'm saying is, like, because sometimes I'll have those those kind of, those type of uh conversations with my clients but mm. usually they come to me with the priorities right, like we'll talk right, we'll, i'll get right. into those okay, questions okay, but usually okay. they're like here's what i want and why yeah and so we get into that but i'll just look at people that are very near and dear to me and be like hey like what's really what's at the top of your list right now so like i can help you maybe i can support you in that sense right um if that's within my capabilities and it just kind of surprised me like the amount of it wasn't like a huge number but the amount of people that i i did talk to that you're so funny too like because you don't even know how you sound you're just walking up to people that you love and being like hey man (laughs) (laughs) you're not doing that you out of all people what's the most most important thing you got going on man i want to (laughs) help let me help let me add them let me at them. That's what you're up to right now. That's that's what you do. That's cool though. That's cool. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't I don't think that I'm I'm doing that. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm doing that. I asked someone the, a question the other day. I'll ask you as well. Is uh, what do you, if you are conducting an interview or or audition of sorts and it was for people that wanted to be your friend <laughs> and this you is had, a fun question <laughs> <laughs> and you had 50 people banging on the door like i i want to be just his next friend and how would you conduct your interview and or audition like what would you ask of them like man what an interesting <laughs> idea okay well that I would have to, first and foremost, what's important to me and what's valuable to me and a friend. Um, I probably need to see that you care a lot about something. Like, we don't have to love the same thing. But, like, if you have something... This actually, it's so funny. These Probably these things are also synonymous with, like, significant other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, or they're, at least they're very, very close. Yeah. Because from a significant other, I would expect more physical like affection but still i expect that there's something that you're passionate about something that you really really care about and that you are pushing for or that you're trying to better yourself you just want to learn more like something that you really really care about um support is really really important for me but the way that people show support is different like Mm -hmm. there are some people that are like financially i want to support you like oh you're doing this thing like can i can i give you money to help pay for this trip or can i do like that's kind of where and i think that the love languages a little bit get into that but if i can see that you care to support me and the things that i'm passionate about like that's important to me as well um and that for the most part you were kind like, I think that we all have the capacity to be, like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I've done something where I, I considered, I realized afterwards, I was like, that was rude or insens- insensitive, but the bulk of my actions are kind versus destructive. 
So I'm like, you, you, I would consider you for the most part, you are a kind person. Hmm. Um, those things are probably the most important to me, I think. All right. And so how would that go into an audition or an interview? Like, how are you going to try to extract that information? And and let me answer first because mine's really simple. Oh, uh, well, because I'm just gonna have I'm just gonna sit down and have a conversation with the person. Like I'm probably gonna, if I got the like, time, record. oh yeah, yeah. it would just like, be so much, much better to just want. sit down and yeah, because like I'm over here like if you got 50 people, like you gotta like and you're trying to and you're trying to like figure out. Well, first of all, these are 50 people beating down your door to become your best friend. They'll wait for as fucking long as you want them to. Okay, that's significant. <laughs> they'll, they'll wait for you. Trust me. If you're knocking at someone's door trying to interview to be their friend, you'll wait out there for as long as they want you to because you're already a fucking weirdo, right? Because who's doing that? Right. This is a weird question I'm asking. I'm it just is saying, weird, though. But it's awesome. still fun. Um, yeah, I think the best way is to, to sit down and have a conversation because then things can come up. And then you start to learn more. And I and I do the same thing. I don't. And so this is why I brought up. Like I don't go and ask people what is going on with them. Like what's the most important thing? And so I can try to help you with that. I just try my very best to pay the most attention because you're you're gonna you're gonna tell me anyway. Yeah. Like you're gonna show me anyway. So I'm just gonna just be at attention. So when you ask your guest for a healthy chunk of time. When they would sit down for a podcast with you and you would ask them, what is at the forefront of your mind these days? What was your motivation behind asking them that question? Um, What is at the forefront of your mind right now? I just thought that I just think it's just a fucking interesting question. For sure. Yeah. Like it's just, it's simply just I know what the fuck is at the forefront of mine. Right. Like I know what I'm thinking about. I know like what I'm living. But like what the fuck? Just what matters to you? Like, I just want to know that, like, what is... Because we're all going around doing, having something going on with this. And we don't fucking know. We don't know what that person's problem is. We sometimes, you know, some there, there are certain things that I've worked past for myself internally that I feel like just hasn't been so many people's problems. Like there were just certain things that I felt like I had to sit and think through and meditate through for a long time. And then like once I had some breakthrough and felt like there was a, a large part of me back, like it just felt like now I just feel like a like a normal dude. And I feel like so many people are already here. Like they already like they skipped all this fucking work that I did to get here. You know, so it's it's fascinating, you know, to look at it that way. Sometimes I feel like I fought really, really hard. Their work hard. may have looked different. Like their, the the work that they went through to get to that point could have also been extensive and exhausting, mm. but wasn't anything like what you did. I think it's interesting. Yeah. What people go through to get to maybe this state of contentment. Contentment. It's just stasis. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's it's so fat. It's just so fascinating. Sometimes you just feel like. I mean, I have felt like I've just gone through so much, like just so much fucking work for like over a decade, like really thinking hard about things. Um, but then there's. 
Yeah. And then there's just like things that you're like your thinking is just not going to grant you. You know, like your fucking thinking about stuff is just not going to grant you stuff. And that's just that's the way that that game is played. And you're going to just be a player in that game. You're just going to have to understand that. And then there are a bunch of things that you need to feel. Right. There's like a ton of things that you need to feel and they're like your mind again, is only going to take you but so far. And you reading books and trying to think through things is only going to go so far. There's this whole other part of it, you know? So it's it's like, it's it's a ton of fascinating there, stuff. Going there's on. a lot of ideas that are coming up right now that were very, very prevalent in um, the story that I was reading that I think that you would really, really like. Mm. So there's a lot of ideas that kind of keep coming back that I'm like, man, they, they kind of touched on this in a really, really beautiful way. Um, what I think is fascinating considering the moods that I get where I'm like, I know what's best for everybody and I should be making everybody's decisions because I yeah. know. Um, I think it's really funny when that happens because uh, I'd say within this past like six months to a year, I have like really um, embraced this whole idea of like, I love that like you can have opinions about things and not everybody needs to know them. Mm. Because learning how to shut your fucking mouth. It's just crazy. Yeah. Because I, the last podcast with Mikey, mm -hmm. I disagreed with so much of that podcast. Mm -hmm. And I loved the podcast. Well, that's awesome. Like, I just, I think it's so great that I could, like, it's, I can still sit and listen to ideas and I don't have to agree with every single. I think it's nice, like, because I, I think many of us will go out of our way to listen to things that only reinforce the things that we like. Yeah. And so to be able to sit down and be like, I might not be on the same page as this person. G give me a couple examples so we can argue about it. Medication. Medication. When Mikey was sick. Yeah. And did not want to take medication. Oh, and yeah. And he felt like. No, he was an idiot. He, he felt like a failure if he yeah. could not. But, but that's, that's Mikey just no, wanting to. That's, no, that's like, his ego. He I just, wants just to, had to. I just had to tackle that like two months ago. Mm-hmm. Like yourself trying to fight, yes. trying to will like, yourself past the sickness? No, it was, it wasn't even sickness. So like I've talked to you about my anxiety before and this is something that I definitely think my environment has so much to do with this. I was talking to a girlfriend yesterday about like things that we're doing, uh, habits that we have that can either worsen maybe anxiety or depression or whatever we're dealing with and then the habits that we create that make it so much more manageable not like that thing is just going to go away but like what are you doing that's clearly going to make it better or worse and i know that my environment previously was not one that was welcoming where i could be honest and like talk and have conversation about the anxiety that i was having and so because i had to keep it bottled in it just kept getting worse and building to the point where i was having panic attacks mm. And that is devastating. That was just like shutting me down. And now I can, I experience anxiety and like I know what's happening and it still feels like it's probably going to like ruin my day, but it's not going to make me feel like I need to go to the hospital because I can't handle what's happening physiologically right now. Like it's not to that point. And so I was having conversation with my partner about ways that... I can manage it. And I was super on board with like, I'm doing meditation every night and journaling and I'm super committed to like, 
I want a one-on-one therapist to work with because I did group therapy and like that was cool and it was very helpful. But I also feel like I need ongoing therapy, like to be able to sit with somebody and have conversation about like particularly what's going on in my brain. So I have some tools to use when these things come up and to kind of build that for myself. But he's also like, so in the moments, in the split moments where things feel so overwhelming and emotionally that you can't like step back and just meditate yourself out of it, that medication can be really, really helpful to help stabilize your mood just for that period of time. And I was so resistant to doing medication because I felt like I was a failure if I could, if I had to take medication. Like I felt like if I couldn't fix it myself with meditation or whatever sort of mindfulness or whatever, if I couldn't, like he said, meditate my way out of it, then I failed. Wait, wait is that what Mikey said? No, 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 no. That's not talking about like, this is what I was talking, I had the conversation with my partner, okay. but, right, but Mikey right, was right. very much, he said like he, but he kind of said it in that way, like he wanted to will himself out of the sickness. And I'm like, dude, it's just being... not fair to yourself. Mikey's, like, listen, it just, Mikey's ridiculous. But listen, and he knows that. I feel. I felt where he was coming from, though, because, like, I felt that resistance. Yeah, And for so, sure, like, when I sure. got over that and I sat down with my doctor and I talked to my doctor about getting medication and, like, I'm really, really thankful that I got to the point to know, like, okay, I have this, like, this is just another layer of support that I have for myself. Yeah, this I'm, is I'm not, glad that you got that medication. Yeah. It was just kind of a really very, it was a, it was a very, very challenging sort of realization for myself to come to. And I feel like probably a lot of people that have anxiety or depression might also go through that. Just mm. be really resistant to doing that thing because they feel like right. they're giving up. Yeah, like, and like, like oh, now this is... Yeah. The, and that's I don't think that's the case at all. And because, so what are the resistance people have towards therapy as a whole? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just like, and I'm like that's, no, this that's is, for sick people. Like, that's for, that's for fucked it's up just, people. No, it's just another tool. Yeah. And and so that's that's kind of what I've been thinking is like, if I can continue... The behaviors, continue the meditation, continue the mindfulness, continue the exercise, continue the journaling and the communication and everything like that. Continue the talk therapy or whatever it is that you're doing. And now you also have this thing like it's just going to keep pushing you in the right direction. I recognize that where I'm at is so much better than where I was in the past. People don't like the people don't like those tools. People forget that we as humans use everything in our surroundings to be who we are and to attain anything that we have ever attained. Like nothing, no man, no woman has ever just done anything on their own accord. It has been because the wind has been at their backs. They've they've carried on taking from the earth. Like we use things around us in order for the facilitation of our daily lives. So Sometimes it's going to look like meditation. It's going to look like talk therapy. Sometimes it's going to look like medication. Sometimes it's going to look like different types of food. But we're constantly taking from the earth and from our surroundings. So we're not doing any of this shit on our own. No, but there's so much in this. I I feel like it's just such. Recognize when you are putting your needs first and like your advocating for your own growth and you're putting yourself into a better pace like you deserve that credit Mm -hmm. by all means but also i agree i don't think that we're doing anything solo and it kind of to me i don't think it's like particularly healthy when everybody's like pushing for 
independence in like every relationship because I'm like, yes, you should have a degree of independence. But I also think that because you are in a relationship. Ooh, stop right there while I go to the bathroom. Hold on. We're going to, hold on. That's, that's a great, that's a great topic. Quick question. You did this. Yeah. This is beautiful. That's so funny that you say that. I think it looks like it's like shh. Like shit, honestly. Oh, I really love Especially it. if you had seen the thing it was supposed to be. That was done at a, a sip and paint. It looks nothing like the original or anyone else's at all. Like the color scheme is completely different. Like literally like what it is you're looking at. That's supposed to just be a moon. No fucking eyelashes. No. Nope. The I tree's not supposed to look like that. The color scheme is it's crazy. Anyway, okay. But, I think but it's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So um, relationships. I like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about I used your quote in... Uh, in my yoga class oh, this past Saturday. Nice. Okay, but you were talking about relationships. In relationships, I actually think that there, because in any sort of relationship, there is an understanding of, I think, how you're supporting each other. I, I believe that that's what a relationship should be. So I think that there is some degree of codependence. And mm. I think there's so many people that just think that that's just like a terrifying and toxic word all around and there should be 0% mm. of codependence ever. And mm. then I'm like... How do you have relationships with people? Mm. Like, that reminds me, that just makes me think of the people in my life that are, like, so aggressively stubborn that they will never ask for help, even if right. it's, like, at their their own, the expense of their health. Right. Like, they are, they're just too proud. They know, I got this. I could figure it out by myself. It's like, Or just fucking ask for help because we love you and we care about you and you don't have to carry the entire universe on your shoulders. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I what? recently said that codependency was toxic, but I don't think that's what I meant. I think it, it definitely made sense in the way that I was having that conversation with that person. Um, but because I, I understand what you're talking about as well. Someone recently told me that that they felt like, and I think this is one of those sort of quotes that ring the rings off on Twitter. People would really like rally behind this is cheating happens when one person in the relationship feels as though they're not getting what they need out of that relationship. And what I said, not so much as a counter to that, but just as a supplement to it, was that I think that this cheating thing happens when people are expected to get everything out of that relationship and they're not being given a long enough leash, if you will, to go out and explore other things in life with other people, possibly, and then be able to take from those moments the nutrients that comes from seeing new things with new people outside of this one person, extract that nutrients, bring it back to the relationship that you're building with someone, and so that way the relationship gets stronger. I think that it's unfair to expect that we can get everything that we need from one individual, regardless if that's like your best friend and you spend every day with your best friend and you think that that person now is supposed to support you in every aspect of your life. Like it's, I think it's just unfair to put that on them. Like, I think people are really hopped up on that though. I think people spend a lot of times, I mean, just the 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 films that you go up watching the pop songs that are that are popular it's it's really just about like i can't fucking live without you i fu i need you and you just have to ask yourself where young ones like where do we learn romance and love from 
Because it's not our parents, right? Like they're not, we're not, everyone's not sitting down having a comprehensive conversation. It's so nice. About, yeah, it's so nice if that's, if that's exactly what we learned. Not happening. Not happening. Our parents, we came here into this world pure, pure beings. And the people that cared for us, most of us, um, hopefully, had guides, parents that tried their very best at the time to equip us with what we needed to be in this world Mm -hmm. that they have encountered. Mm. And in various ways, they have failed. And in other ways, they have succeeded. And then at a certain point in time, it's up for us to chop off all the fucking fat, detect all the fat that they have put on us, all the shackles that they have unknowingly put on us and get the fuck out of those and then forge ahead a new way of doing things. And then if you are to have kids, hopefully not do the same shit that they did to you. Um, yeah. I am very much about recognizing whatever sort of environment that you grew up in has an impact on who you are. But taking responsibility for the type of person that you want to become, um, I think is... Is everything. Um, and damn, it's going to really drive me bonkers that I can't remember who wrote this. It's called You Are a Badass. It's, it was one of the one of the earliest like self-development books that I ever read. But there was one line mm. that I read that just like for one of those things that kind of made me like I need to put the book down for a second and be like, damn it. And it was like, it's not your fault if you're fucked up. It's your fault if you stay fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I read that and I was like, oh my word. Hmm. Like how many of us need to recognize like, it's fine. If you have these things going on with yourself that feel hard or like you don't like them, like it's not your fault, but you get to do something about it. Yeah. And that is why I quoted you. <laughs> yeah, on the back end and of I didn't know where like that came from if you had heard that or a concept like that somewhere else or if that was just something that kind of came to you but yeah. it, it was just an I have felt many of those moments and I had another one of those moments on like Friday night and so then Saturday when I went to go teach class I was like hey you have those moments where you do a thing and you really don't feel great about the decision that you made or you feel disappointed or humiliated by the thing that you did and then you can actively say I don't want to do that thing again and I want to be better and it feels awesome to have that awareness great like it feels fucking great because at first it sucks it does suck. whatever that thing is when it hits you in it's the face so and you realize you did it it's like oh f- no i'm the person i always make fun of but that degree of self-awareness <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta that was another thing that Woo. i was i was telling a friend about when i had that experience she was like you're already doing better then you realize because you had the wherewithal to notice that you did the thing. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter. You got to forge ahead. I know. I totally get it. But yeah. that's the thing is like I didn't even consider. Yeah, there was a point in time where I probably wouldn't have caught that. Mm-hmm. There's a point in time where I probably would have just did the thing and then just kept going. And maybe that thing happens again later and you just kind of start to feel crummy. Mm-hmm. Until you notice that you're like, oh, my actions in this moment could have been different (laughs) and then you're like oh dang so 
I think that, yeah, it can be really hard and really exhausting. You talking about punishing yourself in the gym. I wasn't on board with that. <laughs> it was really in, it was really entertaining listening to your story, but I was like, yeah. I'm not on board with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, um, yeah, I doubt that it... <laughs> Yeah, I doubt that it'll happen again, be honest. Like, I don't, you know, I kind of left that one in the past, too. Like, I, I let that one, um, like, I, I understood, by the way, everything I've done, like, I've understood why I did it. Right. Where I was at, like, why it made sense. And that ultimately, like, these things, like, that was good. Mm-hmm. It, like, it, it, I had a good outcome. I released a ton of stress. Like, I, I felt amazing yes. afterwards. Like, it, I was clear-headed, all that sort of stuff. And at the same time, I didn't have to have that intention, like, to get to that place. Like, it didn't have to come from that place of fury, right. kind of, right? So, right. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not in that headspace now, you know, but I also did shrooms, like, four days ago. So, I don't know. Oh, but, so what you're saying is like you don't know if you would do that again? Yeah, but I doubt it though. But yeah, but I, but I really do doubt it though. That, that was that was pretty. Because that had a lot to do with, again, like a lot of the hard processing mm-hmm. that I was doing. It was just working overtime. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was just working. I was just churning out ideas I, yeah. and new angles and stuff like that. It was just a lot. Yeah, it just, it just, now just things just seem like the dial's just been turned back. And I spent a whole lot more time, even more, which is, which is crazy, just even more immersed in the moment. With the people that I'm in proximity with than I was before, which is, which seems crazier to me than anything. It's kind of like the concept of like trying to relax. Mm. Like, are you really relaxing if there's effort involved? Like, mm. so I see what you're saying. I think that there is the ability to be more present isn't because you're trying so hard to mm. focus on being present. Mm. You're just there you're just there like, yeah you're here yeah so that's pretty crazy it's a good way of looking at it yeah I've, I've considered that a lot the striving to relax like i'm gonna try to relax or i'm like yeah, it was like that for a lot of things all the trying all the trying you kind of gotta yeah let that shit go <laughs> honestly i think about like growing up as, as a young man as a young lad trying to procure the interests of a young woman and there are all these all these myths and all these different things like trust me we try every way we can to like finagle a way to get with a, a young lady when we you know when you're younger and some guys forever um put a, like a lot of effort and like energy and brain power into it and this running trope of you just gotta like not care about them you know when you're like middle school to high school it's happening too like ah oh, you just kind of give them the cold shoulder you show them you don't care and then they end up liking you more because of the whole thing like it's all very juvenile but in these years when we're learning what love is and what courting is and we're running around listening to this type of shit, that's what you try to do. You try to act like you don't care about him. Some people you fool and they're just like, oh, he doesn't care about me. I like him now. That happens. <laughs> <Right>? Like <laughs> that's that's a legitimate situation every single day of life that is happening. Crazy numbers. And, and then. There are a bunch of women because they grew up quicker than you mentally, right? So the, the, the girls are smarter than the guys. So then the women, like the girls can look at the boys and like notice the ones that are like bullshitting. It's like, no, like you, you really do care. Like you really are trying hard. 
No, this guy really doesn't give a shit. And that's why we like him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So there's always been this trying to to act like something else, like to try to appease or to try to gain the attention of others from the outside. Like it's it's a, it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird game. It's a weird game that people play of like just not simply being like there and just being who you are. But you learn that when you truly like don't care, but it's not coming from a place of trying to get this person's attention because you don't care. It's just really like we're regular human beings and we can have this conversation and I'm not thinking about whether you find me attractive or not in the slightest or whether you, you think I'm funny or any of that sort of shit. We're having a conversation and then it is what it is and then we, we move about. And that essence is a whole lot more attractive, like the real essence of not, not caring, but from a proper place, from a proper and healthy place of like not caring. I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? As opposed to like not caring because you want them to show, like you want to show them that you will treat them poorly because for some reason when we're young, in a lot of situations when we're older, people are attracted to that. People are attracted to assholes, right? That are going to treat them badly, probably because of something in the past that that's the way that's been the way that they have learned love or learned affection. Or, I think that's sad and that's unfortunate, but that's again like I know I can't do nothing about that. That's not. Oh no, no, no. So that that jest that was in that mood is like, why are you doing these things? It's so destructive. Would be freaking out, but I'm... Was um, there a little bit of the superhero that came out of you just now as I was talking about it? A little bit of you that wanted to go and save someone? Um, no. No? You were good no. though? Okay. Yeah, I was actually thinking about the concept of um, dating yourself. And mm. it's, I think that it's becoming bigger or something that people are more talking, oh, talking about. Oh, this is something that people often. say. Oh, Yeah, yeah, because <clears throat> one, I think it's really, really important to recognize whether you are single or whether you're in a relationship with somebody else and there are things that you like that make you feel good and that make you feel loved and you're expecting all of that from somebody else, whether it's wh whoever, and those expectations that if you're not getting it from that person, then you feel less than, you feel unloved, you feel like you're not worthy, you feel unattractive or whatever it might be. And it's really, really cool if that does happen and somebody does give you love in the way that you like to receive it. But the, the process of like the ongoing dating yourself and being like, if I want flowers and this person over here didn't just assume to buy me flowers, then I'm going to go buy myself flowers. Mm. Or like, I really want to go to the movies, but this person hates going to the movies. I'm just going to go to the movies then. Mm-hmm. Like, rather was, was than it, waiting and being like, oh, well, I can't just go to the movies by myself. Like, I need somebody to go with me. Be like, okay, well, if that's the thing that you like to do, then why don't you just go do that thing and do it for yourself because it makes you feel good. Even, like, affirmations is pretty much like if you like compliments. Com like, affirmations are like you complimenting yourself because you're giving yourself the feedback that you need. Like, man, I really wish somebody would tell me that I'm beautiful. Be like, okay, well, why don't you just tell yourself that you're beautiful. Mm -hmm. If that's you need, what you need to hear, then that's what you should be telling yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of curious, what you might not yeah, refer to it as that or such, but I was curious what you would consider for you is like what you do to date yourself. 
Well, in a particular, in that particular instance, you telling yourself that you're beautiful also it clearly has something to do with you having low self esteem, like low self value. So why would you even believe yourself if you tell yourself that? Like, what does it matter? Because you already clearly value. I honestly think that affirmations. And I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I feel like affirmations are like telling yourself the things that you don't believe enough times that you start to believe it. Oh, okay. Okay. Like, I think it's one of those things like fake it till you make it mm -hmm. kind of things. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm constantly used to telling myself that I'm fat or that I'm ugly or that I'm not worthy of love or attention or whatever, and then I just actively shift the conversation and I tell myself the opposite, at first, it might seem kind of ridiculous or silly Definitely. or fake. And then the more that you do it and then you more you realize that that's an actual possibility. And maybe you don't even get to like you're super convinced like if it's I'm loved. And maybe you don't get to the point where you're like super convinced that you're loved. But maybe you get to the point where you're like, okay, but maybe it's not like the complete opposite. Right. Like maybe I am worthy of it. Like, right. like I don't feel it, but maybe but I can there. have it. It's like, the, yes. It's an, like yeah. there is an other opportunity. There's an other alternative than just I'm not worthy or I'm unloved. Right. I can be something else. And so I think that's really the most beneficial thing about affirmations is like you kind of opening up the door to there's another possibility here. There's something else that you could feel. You might not be there right now. Hmm. Might not be like I'm the best ever, but maybe I'm okay. And so, what were you asking me in regards to affirmation? I'm curious, like what you do to date yourself. Oh, like what kind of things do you do just for yourself because you like to do them and you don't wait for somebody else to do them for you to make you feel good? Shit. Probably most things, but I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, I think it's most things. Like. A yeah, I don't even, yeah, because I don't even think about it like that. When was the last time like, you just, you went out and you did something solo that most people probably wouldn't do solo? Um, that most people wouldn't go out and do solo. Um, the last thing. I see, I don't even know what people wouldn't do. I mean, I've sat in, I've sat in a field by myself. Lovely. Um, I've definitely, I've gone out to like IHOP and sat by myself and just like read a book. Lovely. Um, yeah, I don't really go out to movies that much, so I don't really, I really wouldn't do too much of that by myself. Although I have. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, I don't know. I just, I do most things like I, I exercise by myself. Um, uh, do you find, um, have you rec uh, have you worked out with somebody else recently? Like Work worked out no, with like a, a partner or buddy? No. Really? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's oh, been okay. years since I've worked you out. You prefer to work out alone? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I can have a really good time doing either. Yeah? Yeah. I might need to give it a shot. I might need to give it a shot because it's like, been a long I think time. Probably I just I spent so much time in a community where like it was... It wasn't uncommon for you to work out with somebody else, so I kind of got used to it. Um, but when I am working out alone, I can like really put on whatever music that I'm in the mood for and just crank it up and just get into this yeah. groove and 
sometimes it goes faster a lot of the time too. So sometimes when I'm working on my like I'm not waiting for the other person to finish their set or mm. swapping out the weight or like whatever. Yeah, it's kind of hard sometimes with me and Bradley because you swapping out weight. Y'all strong six, as hell six, in that house. Four and two hundred sixty pounds. So I mean, like strong. We're not house. lifting the same weights. Take some time if we're both bench pressing on the same day. It takes some time. Yeah, it takes time. But it's still fun to work out with somebody else. Like the energy. I that's also a part of the workout is moving the the plates. Yeah, a thousand percent. That's a part of the that's a part of the workout. Yeah. So I was curious, kind of how you feel like there's things that you prefer to do by yourself. So. Oh, yeah. No, I just is honestly as long as the people around me are just cool, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I could read a book by myself or I could read a book with someone else around. Um, I could read a book to someone. I like to read to people. That's so great. Uh, yeah, I could do, I could do anything. So I, could, I kind uh, of gathered that on the podcast. You've read, you've read sometimes. <laughs> I know. I don't think that it's like How weird. I think it's ridiculous. That? Like I, re- oh, there's sometimes where like if there's passages in books that I've read, I'll read them to my yoga students. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. I was, I was reading a passage to someone the other day out of Aesop's fables okay. and I was at work doing it and it seemed fucking hilarious because then somebody was just like, oh, how romantic. And, you know, I had kind of forgotten, like, oh, shit, like, this is just what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm talking to this person that enjoys these things I'm talking about. So I'm just talking to them about these fables. But from the outside, it's like, who the fuck do you see holding a small little book of fables and, like, reading them to someone else? You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that stuff is fucking cool, especially if it's something that's been really remarkable to me like these fucking fables do you remember reading Aesop's fables or I don't think I don't think we had to do that in America I don't think we had to do this that like you think this is required reading in certain in... places in okay. like uh I think Russia where this young lady is from I last spoke to I think she's from Russia yeah uh yeah there's certain places where that's just one of the things on the list like how we read the Odyssey yeah or fucking I don't know uh What's the, the back? You think it's really fascinating what books we were required to read? Yeah, you know? wasn't it like the Scarlet Letter? Yeah. One of those. Uh, there's got to be something from not Charles Dickens, but maybe him too. But uh, what are the ones with like the the? There's got to be. What's another one with like kids? Kids, uh, Lord of the Flies. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Huckleberry Finn. You know, like there are, there are a ton of books that we had to read. So I think Aesop's Fables is something that they read in Russia. Okay. So she said to me, amazing, amazing little compilation of stories. So beautiful. such So beautiful to take these wisdoms and just pack them into these itty bitty stories. It's such a beautiful thing to do. So yeah, I like reading stuff like that to people. So I think I could pretty much do... I could sit by myself and have a meal. I could sit with someone else and have a meal. Like, but I would like for them to just be like a cool human, though. I feel that it'd be really cool if they were a cute, a cool human. I absolutely feel that. Yeah, just like mature and like not a dickhead, and then we could probably have a good time. <laughs> so that's how you have your uh, interviews. That's my new barometer for for getting new friends. Your new best friend. So you hold uh yeah like let's have a conversation like, are, you a, are you a cool person yeah yeah like let's see let's see because it's not always a cool person trust me i mean i always think it's fascinating okay so um a few years back like i went 
on like two dates with this guy that I spoke to on Instagram. And the first time we went on a hike and it Got was, it popping off the gram, huh? Well, we had previously worked for the same place, but not oh, okay. at the same time. So that's how they they saw, oh, I see you work for this place. I was working for that place. It you mean, you mean how the algorithms got y'all together? Is that what you're saying? No, like, like I think like I was coaching at the gym that he used to coach at. Right. So he follows the gym and he sees that I'm coaching at the gym. Oh, so he's understood. like, oh, hey, so we knew oh, each other understood. through the same place. Understood. I just never saw him there. Yeah. So I just think it was interesting that we went to... We went on a walk and like wasn't particularly talkative. And so like we had this first experience and I'm like, okay, I don't really have too much of an impression of this guy. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he wasn't interested in some of the things that I brought up. Like he was like, oh yeah, I'm not really into like whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay. So we I hung out with him again and like the the there's a red flag that came up for me mm. who is we went out for food and he wasn't kind to other people. Uh, and so I feel like that's actually a really good indicator of oh the kind yeah. of person it is. Like they could be super nice to you and treat you like you're the world. <laughs> but if they're not nice to like the waitress. And you know what? That also mm, means that they're a fucking idiot too. Because then that mm, means because then that means that they they don't know that you see more than what's going on with you (laughs) and him. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm paying very much attention to the way that he's talking about his old co-workers. I'm paying so much attention to the way that he, he talks about the way that he conducts himself in certain environments. And then, and then how he was reacting to like other people that were around us while we were at the restaurant. I'm like, Exactly Damn. the face that you just and you just knew you just wasn't kind. You knew it. Ooh, just not a kind person. So I was just like, "Damn, that's kind of rough, right?" Wow. And listen, like, we had a good just, time. You just and after that, kind. I was like, "Okay, like." Damn. Oh yeah, that's definitely not something you want somebody to say about you. Like you're just not a. Oh fuck. Because like that's a basic. Like you could. You could absolutely do work on yourself. For sure. And, and yes, I'm certain again, even right now in this moment, you mean something to someone. Like, you like you know what I mean? It's not that. But still, for you to be like, you're not a, a kind person is still, like, that's a heavy thing. Even if it's just in this moment, maybe, again, you can work on yourself. Right. But right now, you do not see, like, if I just spend an hour and a half with you. And I feel like you're not a kind person. That's a heavy thing for me to feel. For me to spend that much time just and interacting with you and to feel like you're not kind. You know, that's that's very heavy. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that you're going to go off of. Like You're not going to really second guess that and be like, oh, no, I don't. Like, no, if you felt that person's not kind, yeah. Yeah, there, there were a lot of years of my life where people thought that I was naive. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am very trusting and I think I get this from my dad. My dad's very much just like, he will absolutely treat you with all the kindness in the world until you give him a reason not to. Like, mm-hmm. and I think I, I kind of got that from him a little bit, but I try very much to see the potential for good in everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like over the past, maybe like two, three years, like my, uh, judge, of character has sharpened a bit in that like I feel like I can tell much more quickly upon meeting new people 
who I find to to be a little bit more trustworthy versus, again, you start to pick up on details about people where you're like, "Mm, this person doesn't seem, maybe they don't seem genuine, maybe they don't seem kind, but then you, you, you just start to notice. Yeah. And... It helps to spend some time around some shady people. It does. Like you spend some time around shady people, you just you start to see them in other people. You're like, oh, mm. like I've seen a you before. Like, and you're doing the same thing that that person was doing. Like you're trying to get over the same way. Like you're even the same type of handsome, and you do like the same. Like, oh, and then you slowly like watch them. You know, like continue to do some of the same things. You're like, yeah, yep, okay, I've detected a pattern. Like I know, I know this type of person. It's it's really it's really. I don't love to say that. Yeah, I I don't love to say type of person. That's why I never really liked either. Where people were like, oh hey, what's your type? Yeah, you're like looking for somebody to to date. And I'm like, I never liked that either because. Well, well, you know that some of the type that you're looking for is a kind person. Yes, and you so now that. I've gotten to the point because, like, when I when I think of type, like, some people are very explicitly like, I am only going to date people with brown hair that are minimum six feet and th- yeah. that do Pilates. I don't like, and they're very specific. And I'm like, to me, sometimes I'm like, you need to, you need to relax a little bit, not like. People need to lower their standards, but I also feel like how sometimes, sometimes I feel that I uh, speak to people that have, I guess, standards or expectations for somebody that they want to date that are so high that I'm like, this is not fair to you anymore. (laughs) It's like, it's not fair to them to like be expecting that they check all these boxes. Like, what if you meet a person that's like perfect to you in every way and they just light you up? But they don't check all your boxes. Mm. I'm like, that was something. Where are you willing to like negotiate, or yeah. you know? Because I feel like again, if there there are like non negotiables, like maybe it's kindness, but it's like whether you're short or tall or black or white or whatever it is, it's like, hey, like that's not as nearly as important to me as the fact that you're a kind person, yeah. you know? And it's just baseline. So I just, I think it's really, really interesting. It's okay, like, what if they're not into the sports that you're into? But maybe if they care about you enough, maybe they get into it. I don't know, like. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is how I feel about it. Is we shouldn't be trying to police what people are attracted to or not. It's just too deep. And you don't know where the attractions come from. Like, it could just be subconscious of television shows that they watch growing up or some shit like that. Like, you have no idea, like, why. We can't account for personal preference, right? Yeah. So you just never know, like, why people are attracted to certain people. And I think people. you're allowed to have preferences. You just gotta, you just gotta let it be, like, whatever the fuck they're interested in for whatever reason. Because the short thing, like, when you're saying, "Oh, well, you're a kind person," it's like, yeah, but then there is physical attractiveness in ma- and, and for everybody. And you, will, that- and you will, you will gain that attraction if you begin to like someone more, like, mm. see more in them. You know, but you can get a tall, kind person. Like, that's the thing. Like, when you're thinking, if you think, man, I'm hot, I'm a good catch, I can go out there and catch a decent-sized fish, then you're thinking, well, there are kind, tall guys. So, like, why don't I just get one of them? (laughs) 
<laughs> instead of the kind five four guy. Listen, you I, know what I mean. Like, I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't date short people, but what I'm saying, I is, understand where you're coming <laughs> yeah. from. To me, I, I sometimes like I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess I just feel like opening yourself up to possibilities is just. I important. think that that's a like, very important thing. Because I definitely, like, so many of the people that I have dated in my life, I didn't think that I was going to end up dating. Mm-hmm. Like, and it like it just happened to be that, like, I met this person and I was attracted to this person for one reason or another. And then, like, it wasn't like I was seeking them out, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think that that's fascinating. Um, and when we talk about the trying, and I, to me, I'm just like, I think that the trying and the forcing these particular circumstances Mm -hmm. sometimes is it can be debilitating to us yeah um not to say that you again shouldn't have any type of standards or boundaries or anything at all that you're like going into so that way you can kind of take care of yourself it's still just understanding that you can't control every aspect of the situation and there might be things out there that you didn't know you wanted until like they showed up and you were like, Oh damn, I thought I could have this thing, but something more awesome showed up. What do you think people mean or what does it mean to you? You can answer this however you feel like it. Um, you're welcome for that permission. Uh, how do you feel about the phrase getting out of one's own way? Does, does anything at all come to mind? So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, what did I just open many, up? I just, I, I honestly, I, I love this expression. And I feel like many times in my life it's shown up um, in different ways. And so that's why I think it's, it's something to consider for your own self in the situation that you're in. Sometimes we might not have the self-awareness to recognize when we are the thing that's holding ourselves back. Mm-hmm. But like there have been plenty of times where like when I wanted to be a writer and I was writing consistently, even if I wasn't finishing anything, I was just writing things. But there were plenty of times where I didn't think that what I wrote was good or that it would ever be good enough to make me money. Or be successful or or catch anybody's interest. No one ever told me that. Nobody ever told me that I wasn't good at what I did. Mm. Like, it was just some sort of story that I was telling myself. And that was, like, that was probably one of my earlier experiences of getting out of my own way was just doing the thing and committing to the thing. Was it maybe that no one was telling you that you were amazing or that you were great? No, I had... people that tell me that they like the stuff that I wrote mm. or that it was good. Okay. It's it was a, just I just like think a, that we, are, deeper we are very, very critical of ourselves. I don't know if I had this conversation with you in the past, but a, a friend of mine once was asking me why we are so critical of ourselves as human beings, like why we like are so quick to beat ourselves up. And I told her that I think that it's almost a... Almost like a an evolutionary trait where if we know that we can do better, then we expect ourselves to do better. And so, like, there's this 
again, this almost like resistance towards ourselves of like, why aren't you doing more? Because you're capable of doing more. So I think that there's a certain degree of that that can be healthy. And then there's a certain degree that's like so self-deprecating that like you just stop doing the thing because you're like, why? If I'm never going to be successful at it mm-hmm. or if I'm never going to be good at it or nobody's ever going to want whatever I'm, I'm creating or whatever I'm doing, then why do it? And then that's the point where it's like you need to get that voice in check. But just that little bit that can that lets you know that you're capable of doing more or doing better, I think can can be healthy. Um, and the, the getting out of your own way, I think, is a lot of like the if you have like the two voices and one's like, who the fuck are you and why are you qualified to do this? And who in the world would ever want anything to do with whatever you're doing? And the voice that's like, you know what you're doing. You know what you have to offer. Fucking do it. That just needs to win just a little bit more. It mm. needs to be in check mm. because you need to recognize that you are wrong sometimes. Yeah. Like you, like, I think that it's really, really important to have that understanding of ourselves um, so that we know when we can grow um, or when we need to apologize because maybe we were disrespectful or whatever. Like we need that check. Mm. But I think that that little voice of confidence needs to be just a little bit louder. That's the getting out of your own way part. Mm. So that's something that I've been thinking about a lot with coming into this new role um, with the the yoga teacher training is I remember the very first time that I stood in front of the other teacher trainees and I'd never lectured before in my life. I never taught like when I'm teaching a yoga class, it's different, but like sitting in front of somebody else and just teaching them information like I never done that. And so there was that split second, that voice that was like. Who are you? Why do you deserve to do this? Why are they going to care about anything you have to say? And like immediately I was like, nope, you know what you're doing. Speak. Yeah. And like that's that's that tiny little split second. Like it's necessary because otherwise. otherwise, I got to get out of here. Exactly what I'm saying, man. It's like. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's healthy to have that. Maybe that nervous energy or that little bit of uncertainty like because yeah. that lets you know it's a checks and balances yes, system yes like a little internal checks and balances yes i love that you asked that you need that yeah, you definitely need a checks and balances system that's a fact you gotta keep yourself in check it's great to acknowledge the growth that you've been through now like where it's gotten you but you have to remember that there's still a ton, a ton of other things that can be done. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, that where I think that you and I share uh, some similar values is that I am interested in growth and doing better and progressing. But also the knowledge that, like, you don't always have to be a self-improvement project Hmm. like you can also just be yeah sometimes it's like maybe a little bit of what happened to you like four days ago yeah (laughs) that's that's like oh damn yeah i mean well the realization (laughs) came before that because again i think it was Mm. much more linked to the diet and like me changing the things i was eating like cutting out a ton of the wildly unnecessary sugars and shit that i was just having and just just again soft doughy things and which to me also too 
I'm not going to not have those things. I know. I know. I know how much they mean to you. But if I had those, again, the more. If you have those things more, then you have the other, maybe the leafy green things. Then you get tipped out of balance. Yeah. There definitely needs to be that. Yeah. And um, and I feel like you're the only person that know if you can have awareness of yourself and how you're functioning. You're the only one that knows what that balance looks like mm-hmm. of in, in a lot of aspects of your life. And if it's it starts with nutrition, awesome. Yeah. Because I feel like for some people it might start with exercise or whatever. Yeah. It might start with getting a new job and yeah. recognizing that you're like, I couldn't keep doing that thing anymore. So now I need to do this. Like. Yeah. It's all very, very important. I'm glad that we're, we've been where we've been. Uh, and we are, you know, who we are. I'm, I'm glad about those things. I'm also glad that you came here to do this here today. Um, where are we at? What do you think? Um, We're definitely past two hours. Okay. Two hours, 30 minutes. Okay. How do you feel? I feel really happy. I'm very grateful to be here as well and to have been able to have conversation with you because I feel like there has been, it's interesting how me listening to your podcast, I feel like sometimes it might feel like a one-way conversation where like I am receiving all of these ideas from you and I have all this, all of these thoughts and these feelings back. And again, that knowledge of like, you're allowed to have an opinion. You don't always have to say the thing, Hmm. but I'm like, this person's also my friend. And I'm like, I really would like to be like, able like, to have conversations like you have, you, like you, with you about so many things that you talk about. Like you have the access. Yeah, like, yes. Like why? Why don't we have this conversation? So thank you for having me here. Yeah. Because this is very, very valuable to me. Yeah, for sure, man. I, again, and and having a good time whilst doing it, you know, means a lot. It means a lot for me. Like there, there. Since we've talked a lot about indicators, there are indicators to me of the type of time that I enjoy and the type of time that I want to invest my future time in. And some of the, the indicators of it are that they're usually very dynamic and uh, eclectic in in that dynamicism, if that's a word. Um, <laughs> and that, you know what I mean, uh, and that dynamo. I don't know if I can know what the word is, but is that there are going to be moments of like laughter, and they're not forced, and there are going to be moments of just very, very serious talk for whatever reason. Maybe it's just a serious, like intellectual subject, and we both need to be in tune with the fuck the other one's talking about in order to like really get what you're supposed to get out of it. Or maybe it's just like emotionally heavy and you just kind of need to be there because it's emotionally heavy all these different things they kind of go in and out but none of them are any less important than the last one like they're all natural and seemingly as though two people are getting out of their own way to have a conversation and so that's really what it's like you can just tell that it's uh just very organic because it just goes where it goes and you just allow it to be such. Um, so that's a great indicator for me that this is the type of time that I would like to further invest in life. Yeah. So I am so grateful to hear that. Yeah. I feel the same. Awesome. All right. This is episode 256. Ow.
Thank you, everybody, for coming back. <laughs>